Hey everyone, it's Bernie from Burn Appetit and the Three Beers in a Mic Extended Universe, and I'm here to talk to you about something that is not only delicious, but also makes an impact. Thrive Coffee is a non-profit craft coffee roaster based out of Richmond, Virginia, who uses coffee to create careers and training opportunities for individuals with disabilities. In just three bags sold pays for one hour work for their differently abled employees. So it sounds like a Brazilian good reasons to check out their website at drinkthrive.org. And as an added bonus, Drink Thrive is giving our listeners a special promo code that gives you 15% off your first order. Just head over to drinkthrive.org and enter three beers at checkout. Again, that's drinkthrive.org, promo code three beers. Let's support this great cause. I want to know what you're thinking. Can't put the hat there on. are some things you can't hide. I want to know what you're feeling. Tell me what's on your mind. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Front Row Negative, the podcast. Is I your host, and I'm joined again with that fat bish gm skunk <laughs> now he's that driving bish because he is on the road driving instead of being late this time he, he he's he's hey, driving and I'm talking here. so what yeah yeah you're here traveling you're like, what are you door dashing for ponchos we went to the galleria hey man times are tough man you gotta make money somehow uh, that, that is true uh, you can raise the flag to that so but today we are Ooh, joined. You know we don't have any Patreon people yet, so I got to do something. We, 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 we don't have Patreon people yet. We're not going to have any Patreon people. We're actually at the exit. We can go to Ponchos. Oh, God damn it. No Ponchos. <laughs> no, we're not going to Ponchos. With the 45 to... exits right here, we could just go. No, it's closed. Damn it. Okay. We have a guest <laughs> that's, that's waiting in the wings. <laughs> it's literally waiting in the wings. So, our guest tonight for this week. Uh, if you've gone to pretty much any Texas convention, you've probably seen him there. He's a gigantic Transformers enthusiast, a child of the 80s. He doesn't age at all. He was probably John Stamos' to stand-in for Full House <laughs> back in the day. We got Juan, Juan Carlos Ramos. He's, he, we got him tonight. How are you doing, sir? Good. How are you? We are doing good. I mean, seriously, you don't, you don't ever age. Aaron's painting the picture... Aaron's painting the picture of you being one sexy son of a bitch, man. You hear that? <laughs> he doesn't age. I, I met him like 15 years ago, and he still looks the same. <laughs> it's all the it's all the it's all the baby blood. I I take a bath in every night, and then I drink it to stay young. So that's kind of how I keep the. I'm just kidding. <laughs> all right, this is battery. It's true. Uh, Fifteen years ago, I met him at a convention. Uh, I recognized uh, he had artwork on his table at this is Wizard World. He had artwork on his table that I recognized from a a pot shop here in Houston, Bazaar Bazaar, and we got to talking, <laughs> and friendship like happened from that. And I've seen him almost every year at a convention, well except for last year and this year, <laughs> but every year I always see him at a convention, uh, and he's always been really cool about it. Uh, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, oh, go ahead. Uh, now I was going to say, Chris, are you okay? Your, your screen like fogged up. Yeah, I'm good, buddy. 
Thank you, Chris. Okay, so our our Bleacher Report is D's nut in me. Wow. Okay. Anyways. Yeah, those are my co-hosts. So, so our first segment of this show is pretty much what are you watching, what are you reading, what are you playing, what are you listening to? Uh, something that we kind of do every week to kick off the show uh, to pretty much what's what's cool, what's not. So, uh, Juan, you can go first. So, uh, what have you been enjoying? Okay, so I'm going to be the first one that is uncool and then basically <laughs> say... <laughs> I, um, so this is going to be weird, but we're going to like oversee the weirdness. Okay. Um, I watch about 40 minutes of TV every night only because I run every night and I use the 40 minutes to watch Netflix while I'm running on my elliptical bike. Okay. Okay. So what I'm watching, uh, I just wrapped up Terminator 2 okay. on Netflix. And then I jumped on to Blade Runner, which just happened yesterday. Um, And uh, what was the one that I saw right before that? I'm trying to think. Oh, one of the Flash episodes for the new season that just popped up on Netflix. That is true. I used to I I used to be a Flash addict for a while, and then things kind of got crazy with uh, the wife and the job. Uh, I think the last episode I watched of the Flash was whenever. Was it the, the White Flash uh, beat up Barry and was like carrying him all through the city and threw him down? That was Ooh, the last that episode awesome. I got. I watched. That was the last episode I watched. I haven't watched. That was really good. So it was pretty cool. Godspeed. That was Godspeed. Yeah, Godspeed. Yeah, that was a Godspeed. Yeah, Godspeed. That was really awesome. I really like that one. Um, it gets really quirky <laughs> yeah, after a while, but yeah, quick. I'm still watching. What's up? I want to chime in real quick and say I'm kind of jealous that you get to go, one, you get to work on your elliptical bike. Uh, who has the time? Secondly, you get to watch such classics as Blade Runner and Terminator 2 in episodic <laughs> format. So, like, just get a soundboard on your phone with laugh tracks and stuff. That way, uh, you know, anytime something really bad happens, you hit the laugh track. It'd be funny as hell. Well, you know, the other thing I have, and I haven't seen it yet, but uh, I haven't seen it pop up anywhere just yet, is the, uh, I think it's what it's called the Terminator, the Sarah Connor Chronicles. You remember that? I remember it that. came out for a little bit. And I bought that. And I'm like, man, I need to go back and watch that. After I saw Terminator 2, I was like, yep, I got to watch that. So that's going to be next on my uncool list. <laughs> I think the, uh, isn't Sarah, Sarah Connor Chronicles, that stars Cersei from uh, Game of Thrones. Exactly. Sarah Connor. Yep. That's exactly right. That is exactly right. And it also has a dude from 90210. I don't know his name, but he's oh, on there. Uh, Brian Austin Green. Brian Austin yes. Green. As a uh, yep. John, I think. I was about to say, Ryan Searing is on a Terminator show? No. <laughs> no. He's fighting no, he's, sharks. He's, he's fighting sharks, yeah. He's, he's waiting fighting, for Terminator. For Terminator to pop sharks. up from the hurricane. <laughs> <laughs> he's fighting sharks. So, so right, all right, there, uh, uh, weatherman over there driving. What have you uh, been watching, listening to, playing, or reading? Well, listen, you know, uh, I've been enjoying a little bit of time off since I've trans, you know, transferred from working at Bedrock. I now uh, work from home on art, and I have my own uh, shop with my wife, as our seventeen listeners know. With the who? I'm sorry, with my wife. And uh, we, uh, we've been catching up on, like, uh, Doug Days, which is uh, an animated short, like, five five episodes short on uh, Disney Plus. 
uh, about Doug and Carl from Up, the Disney Pixar movie. Mm-hmm. And it is just so darn adorable and heartstring-pulling. Uh, as, as usual, Disney Pixar likes to pull in your heartstrings and just rip them out of your chest. And, yeah. you know, there's that. And then we, we catch up, uh, catching up on What If. And, uh, man, that most recent episode is just killer. Yes, I will agree to that. Yeah. Definitely um, agree to that. And so uh, I'm not sure. I think I would say in the pregame, one said he had not watched it. I, I feel for you, one, because you're missing out on some good stuff, man. I hear that constantly, <laughs> so I, I do want to watch it. <laughs> I definitely want to watch it. So it is on my list. I have to go back. Like I said, I was falling asleep almost in every episode. In fact, my kids are waiting for me. Like right after the podcast, we're gonna go watch What If, and I, if, I swore to them that I wouldn't fall asleep. <laughs> so I don't know which one the new one is, but we're gonna go watch That's that. Awesome. Yeah, and we're about to find out what's awesome. what's about to happen. So. If it's the good one, then I guess I'm gonna be there and I'll be ready. So I won't fall asleep. I'm gonna. I'm stuck. I have to commit. Yeah. I, I will say the thing with the. I'm also, I'm also pretty excited. I'm oh, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, go ahead. I'll say I'm also pretty excited that we. Uh, my wife and I recently signed up for uh, YouTube Premium, uh, so I have to watch YouTube with my pinky out now. Family. We are, I had premium, and then I signed us up for family. Premium. Oh, YouTube premium family. So we're uh, we're enjoying the uh, the privilege, if you will, of uh, commercial free YouTube. I never realized YouTube was that enjoyable, so I didn't have to hear about like progressive insurance or <laughs> you know. Yeah, but uh, you, can, you, like you can add five family members, and we had extra, so we added Aaron to the family. Yep. Woo. Yep. So now it's awesome. like Fast and Furious with YouTube. You're part of the family. <laughs> that, 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 is, that is very much true. It, it has been great to not hear the ads for like five pounds of toxic poop or a shave your ball hair with this super yeah. slick razor. I like yeah, the zoo poo. I like that one. Like, your shampoo, it's shit. Shave your nuts. I'm like, oh. Yeah, those commercials are bad. They're just terrible. <laughs> <laughs> They're completely terrible. Awful. So, awful. so uh, what, what I was gonna say with the with the what if stuff is, um, I I like I love the old comics of what if. Uh, also, I've always been a big fan of the comics of what if, um, but I kind of want them to do at least one episode per season where they go straight for a comic book story and what if it into there to at least have that little small connection, just to have that one the tiny connection. Like an homage uh, back to the yeah, just, what if it's like an old, it's just like an homage they can still keep doing the whole marvel cinematic universe what ifs that's oh, great yeah. that's great but just have one episode per season to where you, like you're really giving an easter egg or you know some fan service to the to the ogs where you're representing an old old issue or you know representing the comic book fandom and giving them something i kind of wish that they would do that but i'm enjoying it oh man uh, I feel like um give so me, like give for me, me Venom pull. I want Venom pull. Or I'm like Venom, <laughs> the Venom Punisher. Yeah. I just thought, so, I just thought of something with um, Doug Days. Um, okay. Sorry. I just uh, Ed Asner actually um, he's the one who voice he 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 reprised his voice as Carl. So that was probably his last thing he did. Yes. Ooh, yeah. It was. It was Doug Days. Yeah. yeah. It was. I'm hoping they do like what they did with Don Rickles with Mr. Potato Head. Hopefully they got him to record a lot of stuff. And they can just use it in the future. That'd be kind of cool. 
that would be that would be good. Yeah. I was gonna I was gonna mention the uh, I I did hear about that about his passing and it was unfortunate to hear that because he was also in Corbo Cry, which is also an '80s reference. Yeah. Um, I think, and so I think he was the dad, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, oh yeah, he was, wasn't he? And they yes. just announced the new season dates, and they also renewed it for the next next season. Yeah. Yep. And he was also Santa in Elf, the movie Elf Oof. with uh, with uh, oh, Will true. Ferrell. Dude, Santa. that's going to hit differently this year. Yeah, it is. God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> but we still have Bob Newhart. We do. We still Bob got Newhart. Bob Newhart. Because Bob yes. Newhart's a vampire. <laughs> really? My, right. My mom. My mom thought I was going to say Bob Newhart when I told her I was like, "Hey, I got a dead guy," and she's like. I was like, and he's old, and you're gonna hate me for it. And she's like, don't kill Bob Newhart. I'm like, no, so that's not. Listen, like, listen, listen. The guy's name is Bob Newhart. Heart. He's the best. <laughs> so I'm, I'm not saying he's ripping people's hearts out of their chest and replacing his old black dead one, but I think he's taking people's hearts out of their chest and replacing his old black dead one. He's not Tony Stark. <laughs> he's not Tony Stark. No, he's Bob Newhart. Him and Betty White. <laughs> Like, Betty White. White. Wow. Wouldn't it be messed up if Betty White was in the Ku Klux Klan? Like it was so obvious. Like, what? Anyway, I'm sorry. And that was, and that has been the show. Thank you for tuning in. We are now canceled again. <laughs> oh no! Come on. Is this round two? <laughs> uh, um, I just showed up, so I don't know what this is. <laughs> He's like, I don't know these guys. That was the play on words. I was invited. I was invited. <laughs> oh wow. Hey, uh, I didn't see a thing that Betty White was born before sliced bread, so Betty White is the best thing before sliced bread. <laughs> okay. Oh, so Again, I um, wanted to I wanted to segue. Can we segue back, back into the what if? Yeah, we can segue back into the what if. Please. Okay, here we go. What if we had not had that last five <laughs> minutes of conversation? I went back to the what if, <laughs> and then uh, no. What I wanted to say, honestly. When I, what I really wanted to say was, uh, I remember as a kid, what ifs were a big deal for me because the main reason was all the story was contained on that one comic yes. and you felt like, okay, this story was cool. Mm -hmm. It was a totally different spin. And then when I was reading it, I was like, what if this was, what if this was real? Like I would actually like this story to continue. Yeah. So that's kind of what would always drive me like, okay, I'm going to get the next what if, because it's going to give me a different spin on another mm -hmm. story that, you know, so for me as a kid, I was like, man, that was really cool. And you know, my grandpa wouldn't get to buy me the monthly books every yeah. month. So it was like, you get to go to the gasoline station and there so happens to be a comic book stand there. Yep. You pick whatever comic book is there and that's about it. <laughs> that, that, so. is true. that is true. So, so do you have a favorite issue? What if like, or, or three? Oh, wow. Um, I could be totally wrong and it's okay. going to sound really crazy, but I remember a Dracula one with another character and I can't remember the other character, but I remember the Dracula. So I don't know. I, maybe I'm making it up, but I, that's what I remember as a child. I remember there, there was, was Dracula. Dracula. It was Dracula. Okay, there's, good. There's one with Dracula and Daredevil. There's That's one with probably Dracula. the one. There's one with Dracula and Blade, and then there's one with Dracula and Punisher. I think it was. I think it had to be the the Dracula and Daredevil. I think that's what I remember. Okay. So that's the one I remember. Um, okay. Yeah. So 
And I thought I was making it up because if I said it and I was like, uh, these guys are going to say like, he doesn't know what he's talking about. But yeah, but I remember that one. Um, but again, I was a kid. I mean, I was a kid kid. So uh, to me, I was like, wow, this is really cool. And I was a, even back then I was a horror fan before I was even a, a, a superhero fan. So I was like, yeah, I like this. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, they're always yeah. fun. They're always fun. Uh, I think one of my favorites, and I've said this before in the past, uh, what if uh, uh, Hulk had killed Wolverine? That issue. Oh, yes. Because it, never... it had the chrome cover. had that chrome cover on it. Uh, I never actually had that cover, but I do remember it. I was like, man, that one's, that would have been cool. So, uh, yeah, I didn't get that one, but I wish I would have had that. Some of them were really cool. I, I think one of the storyline-wise, one of the good storylines uh, was uh, – uh, what if Doctor Doom became Sorcerer Supreme? And that was a good story. Mm. Uh, and and it just kind of went off from that because there, there there's just so many good what ifs that that they've made uh, that are just so much fun. So well, I mean, the fact that they were actually like to they were able to reformat it for this for actual mm -hmm. like Marvel Universe, I think that's kind of cool because then that brings in a whole another genre of people that want to actually like see the what ifs. Yes. And then probably start hopefully collecting again and going back into, you know, comics as yep. they originally were intended yep. for. So I think that's kind of cool. It is pretty cool. And like, uh, and like I said, well, like, well, like we're saying, uh, the what if series has been good and we think you'll enjoy it. Um, my favorite so far has been episode four. Which uh, one is that one? The one that just came out this week. The one that just okay, came out. So the week. first, oh, this week. Oh, okay. This so week, then I'm going to, yeah. that's the one I'm about to watch today that that one uh it's good but it's like a gut punch good because you're a gut punch it. good yeah. okay well okay okay uh okay well like, what me okay you're like you're a fan of the turtles right you know, yes big turtle fan have you read the yeah. last ronin yes it's good right that's yeah but each episode punch. is a gut punch like <laughs> when, when you when each brother falls each episode is right. a gut punch gotcha. that's how episode four is i it's gotcha good but it's just, it's gonna hurt. It's gonna hurt. It's our. It's a good pain. It's a good pain. It's a good pain. It's a good pain. I got you. I got so, you. I uh, I can see you. So to so, uh, to kind of finish off this segment uh, with that, um, I have finally finished watching all the Transfers movies that's on Full Moon streaming. Uh, I will say this: the first three movies, pretty entertaining for being Full Moon. Last three movies, I am. They happened. <laughs> they happened. <laughs> it's like they had a budget of some much. They're like, hey, let's rip off this. Let's rip off that. We can't even get the main actor again. Let's just re record old dialogue to throw in for the sixth one to finish off the series. Uh, it is just. It happened. It just happened. <laughs> They, they, they all happen. I'm glad I watched them. I'm glad I'm done with them now. <laughs> so I'm, that's it. Uh, and I uh, haven't done any reading, but as far as playing, I started playing uh, Battlefield 3 here and there. It's not kid appropriate, so I can't play in front of the kids. And I started playing another game because this is all Game Pass because it's free games. Uh, Dante's Inferno. Now, I remember that game from like 10 Ooh. years ago. Uh, I Remember I remember the one? comic book. I remember the comic book for Devil May Cry. Is that the same character? Different character. No. Different character. Yeah, but same, I gotta remember. Same game style. It's pretty much the same game style. Okay. Uh, com you, you do the fighting, combat stuff. 
Uh, you do the combos, you upload your weapons, you do all of that. Um, the only difference is that they're like, hey, well, how can we make Devil May Cry even more gothic? Cooler. It's like cooler, edgier. Let's send him to hell. You know what? <laughs> Let, you know what? Let's throw a whole bunch of titties in there too. So, <laughs> so the so the, game, so the game Dante's Inferno is nothing but demons, titties, and bootleg Nine Inch Nail soundtrack. That's Ooh. all. <laughs> That's you already got me hooked now. You said nine inch nails. I gotta yeah. hear. I gotta at least hear it. It's like at the very least hear nails. it. <laughs> but uh, it, it's a fun game so far. I, I know. I know. There's a. I know. There's an animated movie that they made ten years ago as well too. Uh, I'm trying to find it because I want to watch it just to see how it is. But this oh, game is important. crazy. It's free on Game Pass. Um, if you played all the Devil May Cry's and you're tired of Bayonetta, but you want to do something that's mind-numbingly stupid Dante's Inferno is for you <laughs> so sounds like sounds intriguing as soon as you said <laughs> Nine Inch Nails you had me you had yeah, me at Nine it, Inch Nails <laughs> yeah like some of the background music is very Nine Inch Nails instrumental it's very cool. instrumental to their stuff I like that but that's that's pretty much it so leaving that segment uh, I've known you for a long time I've said at the beginning I've known you for a while um, but what's kind of been your your calling is your transformer art and you're yeah. really good at it you're you're really good at it I, i've seen your, you. your box art your packaging the posters the shirts all of that great stuff uh, thank you uh so i have to ask you know what got you in to transformers like like what was it the toys first was it the cartoon was it the comic <laughs> i'm going to share this story because i i love this story because i i like sharing it um and i just think it's funny um, this is how dumb uh, Mr. Ramos is. I call myself Mr. Ramos now, believe it or not, because I'm a teacher. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> but uh, the story is I happened to be at HEB once mm -hmm. again with my grandpa because he was cool. And my grandpa said, oh, no, no, no. Sorry. Let me backtrack. It wasn't HEB. There was a store called Wins. I don't okay. know if you remember Wins. Um, it was kind of like old. a Kmart. That was kind of like a Kmart, but like W Y N N S wins. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. So, my grandpa, like every other Saturday, would take me to Wins, and I got to buy one GI Joe. Okay. Oh man. So, so GI Joe had just come out, and I was like, man, I can't wait to get Snake Eyes, and you know, I was like, I was like cooked. I gotta go get this, and sure enough. Snake Eyes, Duke, and I can't remember the other one. I think it was just like a, one of the Cobra like uh, soldiers. Like, yeah, I think it was just a trooper. And then right next to all of those, there was a box. And it was a small box, and it had a white Porsche in it. And I was like, what is this? Transformers? I never heard of this before. And then I was like, oh, there's a it says jazz here. What is that? And I was like, I know what jazz music is. Like, uh. And I was like, okay. <laughs> But right next to that one was another one. It was a black and purple jet uh -huh. called Skywarp. Yes. And nice. I was just like, okay, I'm going to ask my grandpa if he'll, you know, I saw the back of the box and I was like, oh, it transforms into a robot. That's so cool. And, and I didn't know anything about what Autobots or Decepticons were. That was irrelevant to me. Um, but I was like, you know, this thing can transform into a robot. And then I asked, I asked my grandpa, I was like, Grandpa, can I please, 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 please have a Transformer? It was way more expensive than the, the G.I. Joe's <laughs> for sure. And yeah. I was like, and he said, I can have it only if I would go like a whole month of not getting G.I. Joe's because you can only get a G.I. Joe every other week. 
And I was like, oh man. So I lost out on the first snake eyes. Very bad. Oh, <laughs> okay. Okay. And then and then I had to choose between a white Porsche and a super sleek black and purple jet. Uh -huh. Both characters that I never heard of before in my life. Uh -huh. So lo and behold, I was like, well, in my mind as a kid, the black jet looks super cool. And the jazz Porsche is just a jazz Porsche. So yeah. do I want to fly or do I want to ride around in a car? And I was just like, mm, I'm taking the jet. <laughs> no brainer, right? <laughs> no brainer. So flash uh, forward into the future and I see my first episode of Transformers uh -huh. and I'm waiting there. I cannot wait till Skywarp comes out because he's going to rip and it's going to be awesome. And who do I see like the first six episodes? Oh. Jazz. Jazz. Oh. Jazz. Jazz. Oh, <laughs> no. like, and then Skywarp, if he ever comes out, he's like one of the background goons. And I was just like, what Dude. the hell just happened here? <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what monstrosity is this? Like, yeah. how is it that Jazz is cooler than Skywarp? <laughs> like, boom it blew my mind i was like so upset <laughs> but anyway Damn, so ever since then skywarp has been like the one character that i will huh. i i collect and so i have tons of skywarps like all throughout transformers um like different toy lines and all that other stuff but mm -hmm. i make sure that i get skywarp every single time because yeah. he was the one character that like nobody liked and nobody cared about and i was like that's my go-to because that's what I grew up. That's the first one I ever got. So, but there's my story. <laughs> I miss out on Snake Bay Eyes. Form, even, the, I miss, even the Transformer, like the Michael Bay Transformers. Oh, let's not talk about Bayformers because then that's oh, going to get me really man. upset. Oh man! Oh <laughs> man! I don't think Skywalk showed up on any of those, so it's irrelevant to this conversation. <laughs> and we'll stop there now. Um, but no, yeah. So like basically every iteration of Skywarp has been like okay i gotta get that i have to get it and so uh i've been doing that for quite a while and i have quite of a collection it's pretty ridiculous but yeah i think i think that's pretty much most people's stories that when they get their first toy of a, of a major series it's usually like either a background character or a lackey and not really the main character i mean for me my first like he-man figure was buzz off and he was oh. in a total he was in a total of three or two and a half episodes of the old He-Man cartoon. Uh, the next one after that was Cyclone. He was in one episode of the old He-Man cartoon. So it, it it happens. It happens. And even and even my first uh, uh, Ninja Turtle figure uh, was Bebop, Rocksteady and Bebop, and he didn't even come in until episode four. <laughs> So, it, so, so it's 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 a thing to where people who get their first toy they either get a lackey or they get somebody who's like a background character or somebody who's not even really important until later on, because you, you're waiting for that character to come up on screen and they never do, and, yes. or or if they do, they're not a main character. So exactly, and that's kind of been my that's kind of been my Achilles heel for all the characters. I I guess I always root for the. Uh, bad guys unintentionally because yeah. i just think they look cooler like i don't it's not my fault they, they just look cooler um, like uh he-man he made a good good uh uh point to that one my first he-man figure was beastman yeah and i only because he looked like a werewolf and then he you did. see him in the cartoon and you're like what's wrong with his voice like who is this? <laughs> like why is he here like oh my god i can't believe i used to play with this thing i was like oh yeah. i want he -Man. 
screw Beastman. He's not worth it. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. It's it's always like that. It's it's definitely always like that. So I mean, I guess since Skywarp, uh, again, I've seen your work progress, and you draw amazing Transformers art and everything like that. Thank you, thank you. So, so who was your first Transformer that you actually drew that you put down Ooh. paper to pen? Um, so Skywarp, right? Um, I never used to like. It's gonna sound weird. I never used to like drawing robots. I was actually scared to draw robots, and Transformers was always my uh, my favorite thing. Mm-hmm. So. Here's the other weird part. Um, I've never, I've never felt I've been able to draw a really good Ghost Rider, who's also my one of my favorite Marvel characters. And um, I don't know for some reason, I just felt like drawing Transformers was just kind of like taboo. And I don't understand why. It was just kind of like this thing, like, a stigma. Like I was like, mm, I'm not a big mechanics guy, and you know, this seems like a lot of work. And and mm-hmm. it is that one. But um, I was like, okay, well, I, I'm going to take a stab at it. And I think the first one that I drew ever was probably Optimus Prime. And not because I wanted to, but because actually uh, my my friend at the time was a big Optimus Prime fan. He's like, can you please, 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 please draw Optimus Prime? And I was like, uh, man, I'm not really good at this. And uh, <laughs> I actually recently posted something on Facebook, which had like the first Optimus Prime uh, drawn. And you'll see how terrible that is. And then you'll see how far I've come along to see, you know, the progression or the natural progression. But yeah, I mean, that that was my first one. And not because I didn't like Optimus Prime at all. I actually, you know, I think Optimus Prime is cool, but that was my first one. And I was just like, well, I, I still didn't feel at the time that I did really well. I, it wasn't really well executed, but I just knew that at some point, like I had to get good at it and I was kind of determined and I, and I wanted to do it because again, it went back to my childhood, like, this is something I truly like to do and I have a, a passion for. And then I was like, well, I'm just going to try to get really good at this because I really like it. Like just me mm-hmm. personally, personal level. So uh, again, fast, fast forward into now um, with how long ago that has been to where we are now. Don't ask me why, but um, I've been into the 80s since then. Aaron, you've known me like, I don't know how many years. Yeah. And it wasn't a big thing to like, what, five years ago, three years ago, or whatever. Like, it started coming back. But I was always like, hardcore, like, 80s. Like, Transformers, Transformers, Transformers. And it just kind of <laughs> stuck with me. Um, now, obviously, I'm kind of like diving into other areas. I still like Mecha, of course. You saw yeah. uh, you saw the most recent thing with the Ramos Mecha stuff. But that's yeah. going to be a whole new line of stuff that um i'm probably going to be releasing pretty soon uh i do of course i still have my love for transformers so you'll still see some of that but i am going to do like different iterations of mecha that have mm-hmm. probably nothing to do with transformers and probably a little bit more uh original characters that i have been designing throughout the year so um i'm going to kind of push for that and i'm going to see where that goes uh hopefully i have enough fan base that like really wants to like see some of that stuff and mm-hmm. see my my line of work on on that end, or my take on some of those things, and uh, maybe it'll you know come about something that's you know hopefully is just as good, if not semi good, uh, to Transformers. So we'll see. But um, not that I'm going to give up on any Transformers stuff, but I just want to see like you know what the fans think about the the more original work and see and kind of go from there. That's awesome, man. I and mean, uh, you know I've never felt more useless as a co-host for a podcast. <laughs> than I do right now. Um, uh, as a kid, I effing hated Transformers. 
Uh, Transformers <laughs> to me were the bane of my existence. Oh no! I, I no, I mean, and it's not like I'm mechanic, not mechanically inclined or anything. I am smart boy, SMRT smart. <laughs> but here's the problem: like, I had uh, the original uh, Snake Eyes because I was like, ooh. Cool. It's a ninja. And he's got swords and Uzis and a timber wolf. Come on, knight. Give it to me. Uh, but for me, it was like I remember going to uh, my my uh, my friend um, Doyle's house when I was a kid, and his dad used to um, his dad was a bootlegger for like uh, videotapes and would like record all the shit <laughs> off of like beta from like the yeah. beta stores and sell them. So like his dad had this den of this, uh, this den of video sin. It was like all these bootleg tapes and shit, and all his, all of Doyle's toys were in there. It's like a huge floor we used to play on. And he had all these Transformers. And I'm sorry, like, I, I don't mean to like derail. I know that's kind of my thing, right? But, oh, like, okay. you know, no, I want to hear the story. I want to hear the story. It sounds good. Oh, you got to be kidding. Look, he, he brings out all these badass jets and cars and trucks and tanks. I'm like, this is the coolest shit ever. I was like, he just keeps out vehicles, 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 vehicles. I'm like, okay. Where are the drivers? <laughs> He's like, drivers. Like, yeah, like, you know, the cockpit, you put the guy in with the go, and he's like, no. Like, then what kind of what kind of crazy person just buys vehicles? This is anarchy. And he's like, no, no. He's like, these are transformers. I'm like, wait, that cartoon? He's like, yeah. I was like, no, those are robots. He's like, no, what's this? It takes him 20 minutes to undo one toy. <laughs> and I'm sitting there like, this is the worst shit ever, dude. I'm like, no way. I, like, I cannot do this. I was like, you play with your robots slash cars, whatever these are. I'm going to play with the He-Mans. You sit on that side of the room where you're crazy. I sit on this side of the room where I'm sane. And all is well. <laughs> so that was just kind of my story. Like, I'm sitting here, like, you guys are impassioned about Transformers. No, no, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I'm not a big Transformers fan. I'm not. I, 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 like, now Juan wonders why he's even on this podcast. No, 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 no. Look here, because growing up, I was I did not I I did not like GI Joe. I did not like Transformers. Uh, anything robots, I was not a really big fan of at the time. Uh, the only the only two robots I cared about growing up, uh, A Mechagodzilla, B Megazord. That was it. Those are the only two robots I even cared about. about Mr. Roboto. Yeah, he happened. But still, those are the only two. <laughs> those are the only two robots I cared about. One Cyclone from a uh, Masters of the Universe. Or Cyclonus. Um, that was hey, that's a Transformer. Cyclonus. Uh, uh, he turned. He, he actually turned from Skywarp to Cyclonus. See, I have look, too. For a guy who don't know shit about Transformers, I threw out <laughs> Cyclonus, and I got this nod and smile of approval from one. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I and Juan. <laughs> You're a great guy. We met at, at Texas Fright, or not Texas Fright, Mayor, uh, Alamo City Comic Con Halloween. Your stuff's okay. awesome. Your art's beautiful. But uh, F Transformers. <laughs> I will never, ever in my life buy, nor will I ever condone playing with, with my kid. Unless my kid just absolutely has to have wacky ass robot cars, fine. But I'm not going to go out of my way. I'm like, look, man, here. Sword, shield, battle cat, go. Let's go. He's like, well, here, here's the, here's the, uh, here's the instruction manual. If you go to uh, step one A, four C, and turn this, th no, <laughs> insane, insane. Uh, the guys who learn Transformers, Wayne's even worse. 
If you have a Gundam model kids, you will not have well, one. Well, speaking it's of not... Gundam model kids. <laughs> uh-huh, see, I... yeah, see, Aaron, that's what I'm saying. I feel like the, this, this is like, this is two people who are like, if this was the proverbial date, I'm like, I literally am a third wheel. You're the third <laughs> Good. What is that? Oh, is that a new one? I see, I see. Gundam model kids. I, yeah. uh, I got some serious ones in my closet that have yet to, like, even be opened out of the, like, clear Same case. So, like, oh, so you're a closet of Gundam fan? I see. Well, I just, yeah, right? <laughs> like, one of these days, I'm going to get to it, but it's, like, in there, like, yeah. it's so funny. Like, I'm like, okay, I'm going to get a gap of, like, where there's not going to be any work. And when I get that gap, it's like, hey, Ramos, I got this pro- project for you. Are you free? And it's like, hmm. Sure, uh, I'll do it for two times the amount I normally get paid, so they can leave me alone. And they're like, "We'll take it." I'm like, oh, <laughs> now I got to do it. And it's like, all right. Oh my god! Dust pile of it. <laughs> Dude, side note: we're all artists here, so we all know exactly what you're talking about. Yes. I hate yeah. when somebody's like, "Hey, man, can you do a portrait of my dog as Robin <laughs> the Boy Wonder?" I'm like, "No." In my mind, I'm like, "I don't want to draw that." There's no way. <laughs> And he's like, how much, man? I'm like, $800. Okay, what's your PayPal? Shit! <laughs> I got to draw this stupid thing? So there, there's, some, there's some stuff of my name out there. Uh, I'm just like, oh, I did it for the money. I feel like a dirty girl when I do that stuff. I'm like, okay. It happens. I, it happens. I, I, I did it. I, I was put, I'm paying my way through dental college. No, I, I have. Well, okay. I was going to say, on my, on my actual birthday, I had somebody text me or send me a PM. Hey, I want to get this shirt design. I have a match in a few weeks. Can you give me this this logo, this shirt design, this other shirt design, and then this this emblem for my jacket though that where it's the ring? And I'm like, I'm like, it's Monday, it's birthday. I'm like, sure. I gave him a quote. I ch- I charged him three times the amount because like I don't want to be bothered. I want to enjoy my birthday. <laughs> five minutes five minutes later, I get a ding from PayPal. Money oh, sent. God. Like, no. Damn it. <laughs> I'm like, no. Well, one of the, one of the things I, I I I should be honest and clear and transparent. I feel like um like I don't mind honestly doing those, but I mm-hmm. but I am transparent to them and I tell them, look, the reason why it's this price is because like think about it. Like if it's something personal to yeah. the person, how are you as an artist going to be able to like to make actual production money off of that? Probably yep. not, right? Yep. And so that's kind of where I make it really clear. It's like if this is a custom piece like specific for you. It has to be more than my normal rate because there's nothing outside of like me delivering this one original piece to you yeah. that I can make money off. It's the one off that I can get money on. And then I have to make sure that it's worth, you know, it has to be worth your time as an artist. So mm-hmm. I'm usually upfront with that with my customers because I want them to know like, hey, I'm not charging you. I'm charging you with the intent of like, oh, this guy just wants to gouge me. It's like, no, I'm charging you because there's not really much I can do with this after the fact. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of what I don't know. We're supposed to be segueing into this or not? But I do. We can. I do want to let artists know, like just in general, they're hearing this. Like me as a as an artist, that's Mister Almost as an artist. But uh, <laughs> me as Mister Almost, a businessman, uh, then you know that's that's where I feel like artists don't have that um, guidance. You know, they don't have yeah. the, the the knowledge base to do that. And so I I want to be like helpful as much as I can to like all aspiring artists and just my friends in general like if you really want to like pursue this as a career like you have to start having that business mindset yeah, yeah. and uh, just do things for like you know i, I hate to say it, but like variable uh, like oh you're gonna get exposure or you're gonna do this because it's gonna expand into some other thing it's like 
Well, you know, you as an artist, you have to be able to fund those those things that you're putting your or devoting your time to. Yeah. And um, I just feel that like, you know, I, I hate to get so serious all of a sudden, but it was <laughs> it just kind of got me. It's like, yeah, I mean, in this in this instance, like just for these like specific ones, like letting the letting the clients know, like, hey, if you're gonna make me do a one off, it's gotta be worth my time and I have yeah. to be able to like, generate what I couldn't generate for that time that I'm devoting to you. So right. I, I think that's only fair, like, and in all, in all honesty, and I hate that you feel like a dirty girl about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you know, <laughs> I don't mean, you're, you're totally joking, but you know, yeah. in our loosey goosey format, I'm, I'm the, uh, I'm the color commentary as it were, uh, Aaron is the straight man. So I have to say, shit sometimes. <laughs> all right, I got you. I got you. I got you. It's I, all I, try, good. I, I try to be nice. I try to be nice. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, I mean, um, I think I, I think for everything that we do as artists, like I mean, y'all are artists as well, so you you know that feeling about like okay, there's just certain jobs that you don't yeah. you, you don't feel like either compassionate about or or these things that you just kind of like, well, I'm gonna do it because I want to do it. Um, sometimes I'll refer people too because like with the intention of like not so much to let it go or let the project go, but like mm -hmm. not to let the client down. Like hey. Yeah. I might not be able to work on this project, but I might have somebody who, who can do it yeah. and will do a good job for you. So yeah. I like to do that as well. Yeah. So yeah. for me, that's kind of like, hey, you know, it didn't work out for us, but I can get you somebody that can help you out and, you know, hopefully can fulfill oh, like yeah. what you're yeah, looking for. I don't know. I mean, Aaron can tell you, I don't know how many times Aaron can tell you I've sent people his way because, uh, you know, people ask me for logos all the time. And for me, it's like, you know, I can, yeah, I can legit like pencil out and do like old school pencil out uh, blue line, <laughs> go back and light table ink and all this shit. And take, yeah. uh, God, hours, ungodly amount of time to do this logo. Or <laughs> I can see the Aaron who can do that shit in 45 minutes and be done with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, yeah, why I would you. I, you know I mean? And that's to your point. Like everyone has something they sell at and I am not a computer guy. I'm definitely not a logo guy. As a matter of okay. fact, that's why. Guess who I go to for my logos, right? So like, <laughs> uh, you know, it's not playing your strings, man. So I mean, you know, we joke around. It's not yeah. like, you know, you know, we say we charge more. Look, I'm sorry, but you, you and I, are, you and I, and Aaron are saying the same thing. We're in the same book, different pages. Like, yeah, yeah, we're going to charge more because, damn, dude, like, how much? What else could I be working on? You know what I mean? Like, to your point, exactly. like, prints I mean, for shows and things like that. I mean, I can't. Can you draw? Uh, Optimus Prime as uh, as as Bambi, like okay, sure, whatever. But like, who the hell's gonna buy this? Yeah, yeah exactly. So well, I mean, and there's, time is there's money. Times, go ahead, yeah. go ahead. Aaron. Yeah, so let's say time is money. You're taking away your free time to work on something for somebody else, and that's and I'm not trying to disregard or you know try to throw shade at customers or anything like that. No, not at all. Uh, no, that's why you, that's why you always ask me. You know, what's your timetable? How long? How long exactly. are you giving me? Like, what timetable? That way, I can kind of. Get, Always. Get my, that's like first thing I say. Like, yeah. hey man, like here's here's my turnaround time. Yeah. Before we even talk, we, before we even talk turkey, if you got some time to wait, because I'm a working artist as opposed to a not working artist. <laughs> yes. uh, I get paid to do this, and so I have a I have a list. If you want to get on yeah. the list to get in this club, here's the here's the surcharge, my friend. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, and that's the other thing too. Like I I I try to like pick and choose my projects with that intention, basically like. I mean, I would say that most of the clients that come to me already kind of have an idea like, hey, this guy's not going to turn it around in two weeks. Like it's yeah. already like a that's already the expectation. Like I said yeah. that way ahead of time. Like, you know, if you want something, you're looking at a month, you're looking at maybe two months. So like sure. it's yeah. going to be and the more 
the more intense you need to have a finished mm -hmm. product. Yeah. I mean, I'm sorry, but it's going to take me some time. I, I, I want to more than anything. I always say this to my clients. I need to make sure that when the client walks away with something that they got from Ramos, yep. they're excited, they're happy, and they're, they're saying to themselves, it was well worth the money. Whatever, yes, yes. whatever my price point is, I want them to walk away like, Hey, this was totally worth it. And so if, they want something that they want to turn around at a fast rate and mm -hmm. they just want me to pump it out. It's not going to be good. I, I just yeah. don't feel that it's yes. going to be where it needs to be. And not only that, but then I start feeling bad about it. It's like, man, if there's something that I just chunked out just to get it out, then mm -hmm. I personally feel like, you know, why would I do that to somebody? Like, I feel like I let them down and I let myself down. And so yeah. it's kind of like, it's kind of like a twofold. So for me, it's like, well, you know, I, I would rather choose my products and say, look, you know, this is my time frame. This is what I can do for you. And if you mm -hmm. can't meet the time frame, you know, then you're definitely better off like finding somebody that can fill that time frame. But yeah. I would rather turn in a good quality product that everybody's happy with than turn in a half, excuse my language, half-ass job and and turn that in and then hope that the client and the, the audience is gonna like actually like it. So it's just and not only that, but my name's on it. Yeah, 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 your name's so on, too. Name's on it. It's like I'm, I'm really like at that point. Well, uh, I'm, I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, you are your own brand. You, you are your own brand. So, so, you, so you have to um, be able to express yourself. You have, you have, you have to sell yourself. Yeah, uh, and you have to, you have to know your um, uh, limitations and all of that. At the yeah. same time, don't you don't want to take advantage of your of your people of your of your clients. But at the same time, you want to know your value and you and because yeah. of your own brand. Um, for sure, for sure. Uh, I, I think the thing that I deal with the most is whenever I throw my quote out there, I get the pretty much universal, uh, it costs this amount or you don't do it for free. <laughs> uh, I think the worst of it, and I, and, and I still get this because my name gets brought up in that company all the time. I, I worked for, I used to work for a, cer for a certain um self-entitled celebrity here in Houston for <laughs> years. And uh, and he had a TV show. I think he might still be on 39, like at three in the morning, or he, I think he's on YouTube now. Um, okay. But I worked for him for, for exposure bucks. Oh. Exposure bucks. Um, I was never promoted. I was never given shout outs. I was never... Uh, you weren't exposed? I was not exposed. I was not. Oh, man. Ouch. None Ouch. of that. You because died from non-exposure. Because this person uh, doesn't like to pay. He doesn't like to pay people. That's why his company oh. now has sponsorships instead of him paying his people. Uh, wow. So learning from that, <laughs> learning from that, uh, you know, now I have to tell people this is this is how much it costs. This is this is my rate. This is what I do. I could I can do a quick turnaround, uh, but give me a week or give me a week and a half. That way, that kind of that that kind of gets me through the. Um, uh, the concept era where we can go through concepts and see what you like, stuff like that. Right. And since then I still have people said, Oh, so-and-so sent me over to you. Um, I want this and this and this done with by Thursday. And this is Monday. I'm like, okay, this, here's how much it's going to cost. Wait, you charge, you do, you don't do it for free. Like, Dude, no, <laughs> come on, man. Oh Seriously. My God. Seriously. Well, I, I, my, my initial thing to like help you, um would be to say okay like right before you have the discussion you just say what's your budget like what is your budget for, oh, I, for say that. I ask that 
I asked the budget. Yeah, as soon as you say that and they say what well, you don't do it for free, then that kind of cuts through the, the conversation <laughs> in half. Right. Oh, so basically yeah. like at that point you're like, well, I can refer you to somebody that could possibly do it for exposure. Uh, I don't know if they will, but you know, here's their contact information. But yeah, I, I feel that like um i feel like with any like um skill that you have obviously you worked very hard you spent a lot of years doing work um you shouldn't be expected to to do it for free unless it was like a family member like i would say this i'm gonna say this as as critically as i can and of course it might come off a little bit bad but you know if i was a brain surgeon which i'm not but if i was a brain (laughs) surgeon Uh and let's say my mom i hope remember to god that she has a, a hemorrhage in her brain I'm doing that one for free, like for yeah. sure. Like okay. hands down, that's my family, direct family member. It's going for free. Okay. But if it's, uh, let's say my friend down the street, I'm sorry, but you got to go to the hospital like everybody else. And <laughs> I do it, definitely do it, but I got to get paid to do what you want me yeah. to do. So, um, and I found that, I know that sounds terrible. It's a terrible example to do, but it's more of like, I need people to understand the concept of like, you know, the things that you do for free, yeah. I'll probably be small and minimal. I used to do these for Christmas with all of my friends at work, uh, where I used to work at. Uh, during Christmas, I would give them like sketches, and they had the option like, "Tell me what you want me to draw," mm-hmm. and, and I would give them a free sketch for Christmas. So, like, and it was a little card sketch. So um, cool. I felt that put enough time. I devote some of my time to like give them Christmas uh, Christmas gifts, and that's mm-hmm. what uh, what I would do for them. And so. Yeah, there's certain like times when I'll say, okay, I'm feeling generous. I'm going to definitely do like something like that for free. But if you have like somebody just come up to you and say, hey, I need this huge project done for free, I have to say no. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> See, after hearing you say all of that, I feel a little bit bad for charging my mom for a project or a logo <laughs> of last year. Oh, wait a minute. I feel a little bit bad. I feel a little bit bad. No, 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 Aaron. Aaron, there's a lot of backstory. We're not filling in here, my friend. So, oh yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'm not there, gonna go down that rabbit hole. No, there's exceptions <laughs> to every rule. Look, I, got you, I, got you. I, I tell people, man, like, uh, and this is <laughs> when you're talking about not I'm not trying to come off like an asshole or anything. Um, <laughs> but here's what I tell people: like, okay, um, let's say for instance you need to buy a sealant to seal a window on your house, right? And yeah. You want the best sealant you can get for your money. <clears throat> You're gonna to have to pay for the best sealant. Pretty right? easy. Yeah. And so Pretty that's and, and that's so that's not that metaphor is not me punching down at anybody or saying you know. But, but I mean, it's literally that is the free market one on one. You get what you pay for. Yeah. You know I mean, so like yeah. if you want freebie work, oh, you might get freebie work, my friend. You know what I mean? Like that's <laughs> that's what you that's what you could afford. So who yeah. are you to blame anybody or a bit pissed off when we don't want to get paid in exposure? I've tried to pay for my, my cell phone bill three times with exposure. They've laughed me out of T-Mobile every time. That's <laughs> uh, <laughs> true. Well, Sorry. I don't know how we went to this tangent. Turning, let's just yeah. turn the ship around. So basically back to transformers. Yes. Um, I, I know we were, we were, Sorry. Ta- we were, we were talking Sorry, about our hatred. Well, Chris was talking about his hatred for Transformers. I was saying I didn't really get into it. Um, but what kind of got me interested in Transformers was the Dinobots because that's dinosaurs, that's robots. I've always been a big, you know, had a thing for dinosaurs and giant monsters and everything. The Dinobots were cool to me. And then when I learned that there was like a three-headed dragon a Transformer, there was like a lion Transformer, there's all these different animals. I'm like, well, holy crap. Uh, I mean, I, 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 I've got to I've I've know more. Um, so Grimlock has always been my favorite. 
Yes. Flag and Sludge and all of them have always been, you know, my favorite. I've always been a fan of the Dinobots. I've always been a fan of the Constructicons. And that's pretty much it. So <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not going to try to come off as like a Transformers expert. I know some, I know most of the, the Transformers because of friends who are uh -huh. giant Transformers. Oh, wow. That is a lot of Transformers you have in your room. Uh, there's a wow. devastating right there. Oh, man, over there, Detolf. Oh. Look at Detolf pimping with the Transformers. Yeah. You know what, dude? Like, um, I enjoyed <laughs> the first Transformers Michael Bay movie. Not to bring it back to Bayformers or anything, but like, the first movie to me as a moviegoer was enjoyable. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, visually stunning, uh, typical Michael Bay humor. You're like, <laughs> all right, cool, whatever. Hot girl, blah, 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 fix a car. Yeah, whatever. Okay, great. But. I went and saw the second movie. <laughs> and man, did we jump the robotic shark on that son of a bitch. Look, Don't you mean the robotic balls? Exactly. <laughs> and the balls to do it. The balls, the balls, <laughs> you even put the balls in the movie. Oh my Dude. God. It was terrible. Metal yeah. clangers on <laughs> the Devastator. I personally was devastated by the Devastators. <laughs> Devastatees. Uh, you know, yeah. testes, Deva testes, yeah. Deva testes. <laughs> now, uh, I will say though, Transformers 3 got me, they 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 they, they got me, and you, you want to know how they got me? How uh, Mountain Dew race car robot transformer. Uh, there you go. I figured, yeah, of yeah course. the Mountain Dew, the Mountain Dew transformer race car that they had in part three. Now, the first, <laughs> the first movie did have the Mountain Dew vending machine, uh, transformer, the, the little Decepticon. Yeah, uh, I, I actually have the little minifigure of that. I've got the little minifigure up in my studio of that uh, <laughs> of that uh, that that uh, oh uh, robot, that Decepticon. <laughs> but 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 the fact that Dale Jr. was the model that they used to make the Mountain Dew race car for Transformers Three oh, yeah. is not only is that silly and stupid at the same time, but that got me in for Part Three. <laughs> I I was sold. And, and, I then Aaron, it. Aaron, and then Michael Bay was like, yes, thank you. Yeah. Thank you, you so me. much, Aaron. <laughs> I won you, you over. You're mine. And uh, I, I was just like, oh, you son of a bitch. <laughs> oh, oh, also, also back to your point, uh, Juan. Uh, yeah. th th this podcast is rated M for men. So you can yeah. talk however you want on here. Profanity okay. is fine. Dwayne gave right. us the approval. So it, it... <laughs> balls, balls. Balls and cigars, balls and <laughs> leather, balls and cigars. Balls and cigars. Got it, got it, got it. Um, what was I gonna say? Oh, uh, so the Bayverse got me too, Eric. So I gotta agree with you. But in my defense, <laughs> in my defense, mm -hmm. I saw the Bumblebee movie and I said, Okay, I'm I'm gonna watch this movie for the first five minutes of the movie. So I heard okay. that the first five minutes of the movie was top of the top, and I was like, Okay. Yeah, Michael Bay. I hate your guts, and I wish you never touched Transformers in your life. But you got a new director <laughs> to do this, and you executively produce this one. So technically, you're not involved in this movie. But I will say that got me hooked on on the on the Transformers. And it's like, okay, I like what they did with the whole Cybertron uh, reference, uh, mm -hmm. all the war battle, all the characters in there, everything that was in there. I was just like, if they would have just made the whole movie this. Yeah. For two hours and then spend 30 minutes to close up Bumblebee's little story. I uh, would have been happy, a happy Bayformer fan, I guess, <laughs> or whatever. You uh, know, I, I would admit. But, um, you know, until they get to that point, 
Uh, sorry, uh, Michael Bay. I am not not too happy. I'm not too happy. <laughs> hey so, man, every every movie needs a baby Groot now, right? So that's what that's what Bumblebee <laughs> became was the cute the cute Transformer. Well, and I, I'm, honestly, like his Bumblebee movie, like I felt like okay, well this is a good movie, obviously because it has a lot of '80s reference. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna. It's warming up to me. Like you know, I can okay. I can feel it. Like I you're you're getting me. You're catching my attention. Um, mm-hmm. So definitely, definitely the uh, the eye catcher for me. I was like, okay, well this this works for me. Um, I don't know if y'all been keeping up with Netflix, but uh, Netflix has a bunch of like um, uh, Transformers uh, episodes that are like War for Cybertron. I can't remember. Yeah, the new stuff. It's all the new stuff. Yeah. So they're basically like combining a lot of things, like obviously to sell more toys, and that's you know, great on for Hasbro and and the new kids that are buying all these toys, myself included, still buying the toys. Um, but yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, um, I, I love the new the, toys. Have you bought any of the new stuff, like the the masterpieces? Yeah, I did. I hate to admit it, but yes, I I am actually like even on pre order at GameStop. So like I'm doing the layaway plans at GameStop. Like I here's another <laughs> twenty bucks because I'm gonna get that. I'm gonna get that Optimus Prime helmet. And I just bought my daughter. She likes Soundwave, so I bought my daughter a Funko Soundwave Pop. And um i'm i'm hooked i'm hooked like you got me you got me all right you got me mm-hmm. but uh yeah i'm buying all the toys and uh not reluctantly because i still like them um but uh yeah they got me hooked uh uh-huh. on top of the, the third party stuff that i'm doing too so yeah very very uh happy kid right now uh with yeah, all the toys you know out. on the toy side of it just you know we, we always we, we swing around to toys at some point in the show obviously with transformers you can't avoid it um uh, I, I learned a lot about Transformers from working in the collectibles industry. So okay. I can throw out names like Cyclonus and have it make sense for me. Um, <laughs> but man, like uh, when they when I, I feel like the jump the shark was really jumped when I was I was working one day and someone's like, hey, can I get uh, Transformers and My Little Pony number three? I was oh, like, no. you sound like you're 47. He's like. <laughs> Okay, oh, man, no. baby, I'll grab this for you. <laughs> yeah, that's uh I mean, some of the things that they were doing, I'm just like, why? Like, why? I don't get it. But uh, I mean, I understand, you know, from a business aspect, but you know, on the like the kid aspect, I'm like, mm that's not working for me. But uh but oh to your uh, to your point, uh He Man is making a big comeback too. So yes. if you happen to go to a Walmart. Yes. He man will be there for you to play, you know, your barbarian sword and yeah. shield. Uh, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, like yeah, we, like we like. Well, we have a little collectors group we have uh, with a few of our friends, and apparently all of us now are He Man fans because we're all looking for certain <laughs> things like pops, I, the figures, the the new. Have you seen Revelations? Have you seen the new series yet? I haven't seen the new series. Uh, it's Kevin Smith, right? Kevin yes. Smith. Yes, not for yes. kids. Not for kids. Not for kids. Okay. For kids, but it is good. Which is okay. shocking because to that business model, like you're talking about how like the the, the stuff on Netflix for Transformers for kids. Yeah. This is the point I've been trying to get across to my friends in regard to wrestling. And, uh, you know, Vince McMahon, I'm sure you've heard that name before, right? Right. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. WWE sucks ass right now. It is awful. <laughs> awful garbage. Transformers wrestling. You just lost your sponsorship. You just realized <laughs> it, right? You lost your sponsorship. I, I'm 40 years old. They don't give a shit. They haven't cared. They haven't cared about me since I was 22. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Uh, well, I mean, I'm still on the eight. Was it 18? What a weird demographic. 18 to 49 is the demographic that I'm in right now. Yeah. So, okay. 
which is what the demographic for AEW, which is the new hot company that is, is, is gearing itself towards. But the point I was making, I've been trying to make it when I, when I shit on WWE is because it's not a product for me anymore. I'm not the target audience. Nope. Right. Uh, if I had any kids, they would be the target audience because they right. know that I'm a grown ass man with money and my kid <laughs> likes Goober McGee, the new wrestler. So I got to go out and buy his stupid shirt and his stupid toy <laughs> and all that shit for my kid. Yeah, for sure. Well, it, even then, I mean, my kids, they do not like WWE right now. Both of them. Really? Kind of like, no, uh, my daughter, she has her favorites. My son has his favorites. And even when I turn on Raw, I say, who wants to watch Raw? And they both like, I don't want to watch it. You know, do you want to watch SmackDown? No, I don't want to watch it. I turn on AEW, they both come running in and want to watch it. They want to see Warren oh. Cassidy. They want to see this guy. They want to see CM mm-hmm. Punk. They want to see all these people. And it's like, wow, okay. You know, even though it's geared toward them, and these are my kids. My kids love Teen Titans Go. So they're all about the fart jokes. They're all about the, the silliness, the goofiness. Hey, I like Teen Titans Go. I, I love it too. <laughs> the main thing I like about Teen Titans Go is the background jokes. Me too. You'll see stuff in the background that is that, that kids won't get, but the yep. parents laugh. Okay. <laughs> in Robin's room, there is an urn that says Robin 3 on it. That is hilarious. <laughs> that is hilarious. That is awesome. <laughs> well, my I, thing I is that. like they talk about VHS tapes, and like my kids they didn't know what a VHS tape was. And of course, oh. I told them, and they're like, Look, Daddy, we're at the flea at the not the flea market, the uh thrift store, and they're like, Hey, look, Daddy, there's VHS tapes. Like, yep, we gotta find those vintage <laughs> ones. We're gonna make some money over here. You're like, look at they're like, look how old you are. You're like, yes, <laughs> I know. <laughs> Buttholes. Hey, uh, probably gentlemen, I'll be right back, okay? Okay. Yeah. Y'all continue talking about robots I yeah. hate, and I'll be right back. But, 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 going, but, uh, but same with the He-Man thing. Revelations is good. Not for kids, yeah. but it's just so well done. And, I gotta see uh, it. And, and me and Chris were talking about it a few weeks ago. Uh, what, what got me what got me was one of the voice actors they got for one of the characters. And if you know, you, I mean, you're, you're into horror, so you, know, you must know yeah. who Scareglow is, right? Scareglow, yes, 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 yes. The glowing skeleton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The voice is Tony Todd. Tony Todd? Tony Todd, Candyman. Oh, is the my voice goodness. Yeah, exactly. That's perfect, awesome. Perfect casting. Perfect <laughs> casting. As soon as, and, and the thing with me is that I didn't go to IMDb. I stayed off Wikipedia. I wanted to be like, I went in blind for this new Master's Revelations. Yeah. And as soon as I heard that voice, because he starts talking, I'm like, Holy shit, that's Tony Todd. <laughs> and I had to rewind it. I rewound it to hear the voice again. I'm like, that's Tony Todd. That okay. I, I'm I'm sold. Completely sold because they got they got a good voice. Right. Uh, yeah, they, yeah, he's a great actor. I, I think he's a fantastic actor. Oh, yeah, great. Great. oh my god. His voice is perfect. I, I I'm a big Clive Parker fan. So for me, Clive Barker is like a, a big deal for me. And mm-hmm. uh and when they made Candyman, I, I don't think he directed it, but I know he uh, he made the original story for that. And I know they, they kind of changed up a lot of things on it, but I, I do feel that like just like the the whole mythos behind Candyman mm-hmm. was probably one of the best like new characters that I saw in yeah. horror that were like, okay, this is like right along on the lines of like, you know, Freddy Krueger, Jason, Michael Myers. And I'm like, this is cool. Like, I'm like, yep. man, this guy is amazing. So I was like, yes. I don't know. It was just kind of like cool. Like once I saw that character, I was like, I was kind of hooked. I was like, this is awesome. <laughs> I, cannot, <laughs> yeah. I cannot be like, I was just saying, oh, and I was like, I need to watch this again. And yeah. I need to watch it again. 
and there's something that I miss and I'm going to do it again. I'm going to go watch this <laughs> one more time. I was just like, I was hooked. I was like, I got to keep watching it because there's things that I missed. And then I'm like, oh, look at this. I did not know about that. Like, hey, what's this mean? And I, I wouldn't even go look it up. Like, that's how crazy I started getting about, about it. Like, like really, really hooked on Candyman. But yeah. Uh, yeah, big deal. Man, that's awesome. I, now I have to go and watch yeah. the, the He-Man. I mean, sure. all I mean, all the voices they got because they got a lot. They got a lot of surprise voice actors and actresses for the show. And when you're listening, you're like, "Wait, that's so and so." And you're looking it up, and like, "Oh crap, this guy's in it. This person's <laughs> in it." And it's it makes perfect sense. It's just really well done. But, that's awesome. Uh, but uh, but yeah, I mean, the the figures look amazing because I've gotten He Man. I found a few of the other ones. Okay. Uh, so yeah, the figures are really cool. But I do know that there is a kids version of the new He Man coming out soon, eventually. Where, oh, they've really? got like, where they've got like battle armor, like they've got like Power Rangers style battle armor on. Oh, okay. Uh, and sort and like it's like it's pretty much Power Rangers, but mixed with He Man. So that's oh, okay. kind of a way of saying it. Um, it you. looks pretty cool. I showed my kids that trailer. They love it. They want to check it out. And my daughter's getting back in the '80s stuff too, because you know we, she watched the new Shira cartoon. That was oh yeah, she loved it. So now she wants to watch the old stuff. Uh, <laughs> like that's my son. Awesome. I show my son the new He-Man trailer for uh, the new the Armor Power Armor cartoon that's coming out. He's yes. psyched for it. And he wants to watch the old cartoons now too. So oh, that's that's, that's awesome. bringing them back. And since they're re-releasing those old figures at Target and at Walmart, it'll be a little bit easier to to kind of get them back into those toys and stuff. Oh like that yeah, for sure. To, to get them psyched up. So it will definitely be really cool. I'm trying to get my kids, uh, like, so my son is like, you know, I buy a bunch of third party, uh, transformers and they're like, you know, they're kind of the higher end things. And, yeah. um, they happen to be like, um, like obviously the most tune accurate too. And so he's watching the cartoons and he's watching the episodes and he's like, daddy, I want to do stop motion with, uh, all of your third party figures. And I'm like, that's cool. I can't wait for you to do that. And, uh, so he's, he's kind of like already in the mm -hmm. mindset that he wants to like start doing some motion, uh, stop motion with these. And I'm like, let's do it. Like, you know, let's figure out how to make it work and, and let him, you know, run with it. And, uh, so I feel that like that's also going to kind of get him hooked too. Just the fact that like, he's looking at that and he's looking at these. And I mean, as a kid, obviously like you as a kid, me as a kid, when I bought a transformer, it looked <laughs> nothing like the actual cartoon. Not even close. And it's like, okay, well. You know, he kind of had to reimagine and like, kind of like, yeah, I kind of, I squint my eyes and put soap in there and maybe, you know, <laughs> I don't know, ask it a little bit and, you yeah. know, maybe I'm going to look like them. But, you know, now they're so like refined on their engineering side. It's like, you know, it's not uh, like a one for one. And I, I think it's amazing that they've been able to do that. And, um, and because of that, I think that's also the other draw to them as kids is like, you know, they're mm -hmm. watching the cartoon they're watching these figures. And I mean, it's a one for one. It's not like a, yeah. like totally off base one like when we were growing up and so uh yeah so i mean i think that's kind of cool i think all those things are like are the drivers for a lot of a lot of the mm -hmm. reason why kids are like getting into it is because at this day and age the engineering the this the, the toy replication like even i would have never thought in a thousand years something like teen titans go could actually be produced as a toy that yeah. would actually function and work <laughs> well and then yeah. you see all these toys and they look like literally like the cartoon just like the cartoon floored you know like like where the age that we live in like man we can do all this really cool stuff and so i'm i'm really happy the fact that like we can actually like do a one-for-one -one, even with something like that because lo and behold i hate to plug this in but you know like my kid wolf stuff my intention is to hopefully have uh an actual full-fledged figure that we can kind of like mass produce mm -hmm. 
I definitely want to get some animation going and I definitely want my storyline to like move on. Obviously everything's going to have an eighties reference in that. Yeah. Um, I don't know why, but I'm going to probably be stuck in the eighties until uh, the heart <laughs> stops beating, I guess. I don't yeah. know. Um, and, uh, but yeah, my intention is that like, that's what it's going to be. Like, I don't know why, but it's just like these things that I grew up with. I feel like yeah. they need a new Avenue and uh, that's kind of where I'm like, I'm trying to get to. So, but yeah. <laughs> so, so, so kind of speaking on that, I have to ask, was yes. there was there ever a toy that you got? You, you got the toy, you got the figure, you got the, the character, whatever, and then you finally see them on screen, and they looked nothing like the toy that you got. <laughs> and for me, and for me, the first one that comes to mind, the very first one that comes to mind, is Slash from the Ninja Turtles, because Slash the figure, because the figure looked amazing. He was like all shredded. You know, he was like he had pointy spikes everywhere. He had the claws. He had the swords. Yeah, like he had like the the pirate eye. He looks snarl and everything, and then you watch him on the cartoon, and he comes out oh, as his as his goofy <laughs> hillbilly esque <laughs> dummy turtle. With, oh like, no! Like, he's got like a Saiyan tracker for uh, on one of his eyes and all that, like a like a Saiyan scouter, <laughs> and it, it's it's like it was like a big letdown. He was even the wrong color <laughs> because the, because the toy he was green and purple. The the cartoon right. he was brown and darker brown, and it's just <laughs> and it, it was just a big letdown. Yeah, um, I'm trying to figure out which one was the biggest letdown for me, but I know I did have one. Um, <laughs> the biggest letdown. Um, let me see. I'm trying to think. Um, I know there was one, and I was just like, because I've had obviously as a kid, I had plenty of toys, but yeah, the bigger the bigger letdowns <laughs> were probably going to be. Um, uh, this is gonna sound terrible because I think I'm pretty sure a lot of people like this, but uh, Serpentor from GI Joe. Okay. Like for some reason, I thought like, man, this thing's gonna be amazing. Uh, I'm gonna buy it, and you know, he had this Serpentor. If you know GI Joe, is like the guy with the snake head. He had the cobra like actually sticking yeah. out. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. He looked cool. Cool. Looked, oh, oh, this is the biggest. One. I'm sorry. This I got a bigger one than that one. Okay. So let me segue back. Zartan. Yes. <laughs> so Zartan, I was like, man, I can't believe I'm making this cool figure. It turns green, it does this thing, and it's, it transforms. It got it has a mask. You could change him into a whole other figure, and then the figure comes out, and you're just like, what is this? Like, I put him <laughs> in the sun, and he turns green, and I put him inside the air conditioning, and he's back to normal color. And I lost a little face mask the first day, so that was pointless. And nothing else. Like, there's no headgear. You can't even make him look like any other character. Nope. I felt like that was one of my bigger letdowns because I felt like, man, this thing went nowhere. I spent all this money. I thought this guy was going to be cool. And I'm just like, this guy is horrible. The figure is horrible. <laughs> Design is horrible. And it didn't even look like the cartoon. Like, the, the cartoon, he has an awesome, like, like hoodie thing. Yeah, he's got the hood on. The, yeah, the the plastic that they glued onto the actual figure was like <laughs> a little point in the front of his head mm -hmm. and maybe like two flaps on the side of his ear and i was like what is this like it's like terrible but yeah that was a pretty big letdown i wasn't i wasn't too happy with that one he turned green for some reason which he never turned green in the cartoon it was horrible it was just absolutely horrible i was like <laughs> okay um i think i'm i think zartan killed it for me after that and I don't remember buying a Transformer even, oh, Serpentor. So I bought Serpentor right after that. And I think mm -hmm. Serpentor was my last one. So I went from like, oh, uh, <laughs> this is going to sound terrible. Um, you remember all the bright colored uh, characters that started coming out of G.I. Joe? 
Yeah, I do remember that. That's what was about Joe started going Estro? It's like yeah, Pimp Estro and uh, yeah, the dark yeah. colors, and then all of a sudden you have Zartan's team. They're all like in hot pink and like '80s <laughs> colors, and I'm just like, yeah. uh, these are like war criminals, and they're in like the brightest colors, and they're mercenaries. <laughs> like none of this makes sense to me. Like maybe if they were like the Road Warriors and you know Mad Max, like okay, I can buy that, but it's like. <laughs> Mm, this isn't this isn't working now i'm not sure why but it's just not working but yeah um sorry i went off on like a couple of tangents but yeah those are no, my it's <laughs> it's fine no 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 it's completely fine it's completely fine <laughs> just because it's like you buy these toys because they look really cool and then you're hoping that the cartoon looks cool uh, i think i think another example that i have uh kind of sums it up because because the, the figures looked amazing the figures came out i want to say like two months before the cartoon aired and mm -hmm. you, you didn't really know anything about the cartoon because they didn't really show any trailers for it, except for the logo on uh, th the network that it came on. And this okay. was Street Sharks. Oh, Street yeah, yeah. Sharks. The figures looked amazing. <laughs> and then you saw the cartoon. And the cartoon, <laughs> the, the cartoon for Street Sharks was terrible, but the figures looked badass until you, until you watched the cartoon. And it was like, oh, th this is bad. This is really bad. Street Sharks, I don't, I don't, dude, I can't, I couldn't tell you a single episode. Oh, I'm back, by the way. Sorry. Okay, so I'll ask you the question, Kristen. Uh, basically, is there a figure that you bought of a character or, or anything that when they finally debuted on the cartoon show that, that you were watching, you were disappointed in? And my example was uh, Slash Turtles. Because Slash the figure looked badass, and Slash the cartoon character looked dopey as hell. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're not Ramos, wrong. Ramos said uh, uh, Zartan from G.I. Joe, the figure versus the character. Ooh, cold-blooded. Yeah, yeah, you're not wrong, man. <laughs> so I mean, so do on. you have one? Do you have one where the figure looked awesome, and then when the character debuted, it looked nothing like the figure or just straight up disappointment? I run the risk of sounding somewhat sacrilegious here, but I'm going to do it anyway. Okay. Uh, and to you in particular, because you're probably, at first, you know they have that meme, the girl's like, ugh, and she's like, mm? Okay. You know that one? Yeah. This is going to be your reaction. Okay? Okay. Toxic Avenger. Toxic Avenger. How are you disappointed? Because the cartoon sucked, dude. <laughs> That's because the movie was awesome. But yeah, the movie, the movie was, was awesome. Amazing. I'm not talking about the cartoon. Okay, the figure. The figure was dope as shit. Okay, right? okay, hold on. I have to stop you there. I have to stop you there. That's the Toxic Crusaders. Very different. Oh, yeah. Very oh, different. Okay, toxic Crusaders, right. Toxic Avenger. Two different okay. things. Toxie, the Toxie figure from Toxic yeah. Crusaders yes. was dope as shit. Yes. But the cartoon <laughs> was stupid. I mean, that's like, that's, that's like comparing Titans on HBO+. Plus. Versus Teen Titans Go. All right, all right. Um, hold on, you know what? Let me think of another one. Hold on. Give me a second. Give me a second. Because I, I'm going through my Rolodex of all the shit I owned that as a kid that yeah. if I had now, I'd be a multimillionaire. Mm -hmm. um, I'll tell you what, man. I honestly thought the uh, the Planeteers and Captain Planet were cool looking toys. Yes. That cartoon sucked. <laughs> and don't be wrong i mean i'm all about saving the earth man but like that part's heavy-handed wait, wait hold, okay captain planet save the earth save the environment here's some melted pla melted and molded plastic yeah on right paper and uh, more plastic <laughs> that we want you to open and play with 
that leaves more away. waste than plastic. <laughs> uh, you know what? And the reverse, the adverse effect of that. Honorable uh -huh. mention to the uh, the uh, the the penguin figure from Batman Returns. Cheap ass, cheap ass uh, <laughs> Kenner or whatever it was, just oh, repainting yeah. it black and white and red. Yeah. Oh yeah. bags. <laughs> Look, you couldn't have sculpted us a Dane DeVito penguin, you assholes. <laughs> how many how many times, dude? Star Wars, uh, in the Ewoks or no? Uh, 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 blah, 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 not no. Star Wars and um, Robin Hood. Okay. Do you, you know about all that stuff? Like how? Oh, the play sets. It? The place yeah, up. all the figures were like just ripped off of other toys in the Ewok village. Oh, yeah. The whole entire yeah. Robin Hood like, play set. Toy bashing or whatever, whatever they call that. Oh, they, they... Yeah. <laughs> well, Those are things I know now. I wish I didn't know. Well, think about this. Like, how terrible is this? I had these Star Wars toys. Obi-Wan Kenobi and Luke Skywalker. You would basically push the forearm to get the sword to come out of their hand. Yeah. And at the time, I thought, man, this is genius how they did this. But then uh, you think about it, it's like, Man, that's like the cheapest engineering you can ever think of. <laughs> and it looks so horrible. You can't bend his arm because you uh -huh. got to put a sword in there. And you got to be able to retract it in there. It's like, hmm. So you got to pretend mm. that this is like a real thing. And, yeah. and you know, these really stiff, horrible toys kind of like, uh, I mean, back then, obviously, we thought they were great. I thought they were fantastic. <laughs> but, you know, in hindsight, you think about it, like everything that they're doing now. I mean, my mm -hmm. God, they look like realistic figures. And they're yeah. still the little three-inch figures, and like man, uh, you know, I still want those toys. So I'm like, I'm at that, I'm at that age where I'm like, you know, I, I look back at my toys, I'm like, man, these are horrible in comparison. To <laughs> these kids, they have, yeah, yeah. You know? no, you're like, absolutely right, man. They're like um, leaps and bounds of how good they are. There was no McFarlane yeah. toys back there. No, you know there I mean, like, no, no, there wasn't. There no NECA. <laughs> look, it also wasn't the Back to the Future cartoon stupid as hell, but they had cool figures. Yeah. Mm, I never yeah. bought the toys, but I, I never knew they had toys back then. I, I didn't know yeah. that they had them. But they, uh, they had like they had like four figures in that set. Ooh. Yeah, and then Bill and Ted had cool yeah. figures, and the cartoon was stupid. Yeah, Bill and Ted had the cartoon. <laughs> so. oh, uh, another cool cartoons, bad cartoon series. Thought that was that one was pretty <laughs> bad. Uh, as, as far as like another big letdown figure or a cheap one, uh, the old Marvel superheroes figures, the Punisher was basically just a cap gun. <laughs> it's just a cap gun. That you put, you put the you put the roll in the you put the roll in his back in his backpack. And oh, if, like, if you ran out of cap, the five ninety nine. Then I gotta go buy more caps from the dollar store. Mom's hey, like, I already bought the toy. Hey, Mother. if you're out of ammo, you're out of caps. Seriously. <laughs> yeah, I, I I remember that. I remember being like, Mom, I need more uh, caps for the Punisher, which I already bought it. <laughs> well, yes, you are correct. You did buy the figure, but how can he punish anybody? The only person being punished is me. I'm only like twenty percent serious. You know, like no, it's like it was basically a cap gun, and if you lost his handgun or lost his weapons, he was like yeah. air pistoling people. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it was, and then the little smoke comes from his back instead of the. Like, you know where the guns are at and everything? Oh, it was such that, that was that was a letdown toy. <laughs> that was a letdown crap, toy. Did, while I was gone for a second, did you talk crap about Orco? No, no, I didn't. But since you brought it up, fuck Orco. So, as I was saying about the Punisher, as <laughs> 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 I was saying about the Punisher, like, you know, you pop the caps and the smoke comes out the back, which is really oh, yeah. like he's like like shitting caps or something. It's it's 
He went to ponchos. It's a terrible design. It's a terrible design. Yeah, ponchos. So <laughs> smoking out his butt. Clearly, yeah. somebody went to ponchos after church. Pretty much. Uh, I think that one, and I think was it the venom that shot out the black ink uh, out of his chest. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. I don't remember that one. I don't remember that oh, one. Oh my god. Oh I, well, he gave the little packet of dye, and you put it, it in the chest, and you mix it with water. And if you did it, he would shit out black ink like the symbiote. The, oh, problem, okay. the problem, though, is that that was that is that the dye wouldn't come out of clothing. So, oh, if you're, no. so if you're looking at it face and you press the button and it squirts on your shirt, that dye yeah. would not come out. <laughs> it would it would not. I had, his, I had a friend at school who brought it up there. And he was wearing he was wearing a, a, a yellow t. Yeah, is that it? No, no, he doesn't have the squirt. Oh, this is the one with the chest plate, right? Oh no, yeah. okay, look, here we go. It's your mom's favorite venom toy. Ready? <laughs> okay, so Chris is working the tongue on his venom. <laughs> Hold on. Wait, 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 wait. Here. This is for this is for our uh this is for our enjoyment. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's got anyway. some tongue action. Yeah, he does. <laughs> Definitely but, tongue action. But uh but, the alphabet. but the guy at school or the kid at school, he he was he brought it to show it off and he faced it to himself and squirted the, the, the symbiote stuff. And they got all over his shirt. Oh no! When he came back to school the next day, he said he couldn't sit. He wasn't allowed to sit. His mom beat his, his mom beat his oh, ass. Oh for, no! Ruining, for ruining his shirt. Oh yeah. my goodness! His, uh, I I laughed and I felt bad <laughs> at the same time. But, <laughs> but yeah, that that one was like just bad design toy. Just a bad design toy. I wonder if that kid like uh, sued the what was it Kenner at the time or whatever company was making it. Like Kim. you, you're the reason why I got a beating for your terribly made toy. He's no, that kid, that kid went on to get that kid yeah. ended up having a drug addiction and he went to prison and he traumatized three banks. That's my life. He became Edward Furlong. He became he did, Edward man. Furlong. <laughs> they're like, look, Jonathan, what is the deal? What happened to you? Goddamn Venom toy. <laughs> He's now suing mad. Tom Hardy. Exactly. It was a, it was a downfall. That one toy was a downfall of their lives. Yeah, I mean, it's like it was the only OP shirt I had. Ah, <laughs> uh, so so so. Here's a question for you, Juan. Since like, since yes. kid of the '80s, kid of the '80s. Okay. Uh, what shoe did you wear? LA Gear, Keds that glow in the dark. Or LA Lights. Uh, I'm gonna tell you even worse. Uh, oh, so there was uh -oh. a, there was British Knights. Oh, BKs. BKs. And then the other ones were the uh, before that it was the uh, the Capas. You remember Capas? I remember. They had like two. They had like two tying things. I don't know why, but you had two areas. You had to tie your laces four times for whatever dumb yeah. reason. LA Gear did that too. LA Gear did that too. Yeah, so that was terrible, and I, I really wish I never bought those shoes. But, <laughs> <laughs> and you know what's funny? Like, even the worst part, like, when I was a kid, I never had or owned penny loafers. Uh -huh. But I always thought the people that did have penny loafers were cool because they uh -huh. could put pennies or money into their little shoe. Yeah, and, and I never had those. I, I, my mom just would not buy them. I guess at the time they were expensive. I don't know. I was, yeah. I was a poor kid, so. Uh, but yeah, the, that was not something that I could afford to get. So I was like, okay, that's not for me. But I always thought that those guys were cool. But now that I see those, and sometimes when I see people wearing them, I'm like, that's not cool. <laughs> totally not cool. 
I, I, I thought you were going to go another way with that. I thought you were going to be like, you know, I walk around today and I see somebody with penny loafers and I'm like, oh, financial responsibility. <laughs> you know what I mean? Penny loafers. You must do your own taxes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How about these new half dollar loafers? <laughs> yeah, and I always thought that too. Like, oh, this guy has like pennies in his. The other guy's got a quarter in there. That guy must be banking. You go home and you're like, your mom's like, beans for dinner again. You're like, I saw some Iowa pennies in their shoes. <laughs> I don't know why. And then like now, I, man, it's so weird. Like I see people who wear those shoes uh-huh. and for some reason they're not wearing socks. I'm like, why would you not wear sh- socks on the most uncomfortable shoe like yeah, that? Exactly. Like it's just like, how? I don't get it. But it's like, whatever. <laughs> to each his own. But I was just like, okay. But uh, yeah. I, like talk guy, man. I, I like to think everybody's wearing no shows and not just being funky as shit. <laughs> well, you know, you know their feet stink. Their, their feet stink. <laughs> no, man. They're, they're, they're probably like, it probably smells like money or gold or something like that. But uh, yeah, yeah, well, yeah, that's yeah. all loaded there. Yeah, Gouda cheese, maybe. So so I do know so Juan, I do know like another part of your career was heavily influenced by skateboarding. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like old old school. Uh you had fun core, that whole stuff that whole style was you could tell it's fused by skateboarding and everything. For sure. Who's talking? No, I hear like someone else coming in. No, that was that was one. It was it was kind of funky for a second there. Oh, it was. Oh, oh was okay. It? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay. We almost Sorry, we almost had you. It's like we it's like we had you on a phone call on Stranger Things. It was like <laughs> get out of the get out of the right now. I was like, wait, wait what? <laughs> so, so, oh, sorry, so what was the question again? So I was gonna say like so, so basically like you know you're trans- like you know basically you got into skateboarding. Um, how did did skateboarding play a like a big deal with your old school slash uh, a fun core? Uh, brand that you had for a while because you had that for a while a long time yeah so fun core just started off like well i was in a punk band at the time and um and the whole story was um you know uh i happened to be working my first job ever as a graphic artist was in this really like shoddy t-shirt place i'm not gonna mention the name because i'm not gonna <laughs> i don't want to get sued later but okay. anyway uh it was a really shoddy place my first job and i thought it was fantastic i was getting paid so uh like really low money but to get paid to draw and i was like okay i'm here it's cool and i worked with a bunch of cool people uh who just happened to be like hardcore metal heads and and they were like into death metal into like black metal like pretty much all the genres of like the heaviest stuff that you can think of and um of course i was the punk kid punk rocker kid you know still skateboarding and everything uh in his early 20s and um and uh so i showed my my band off to one of them and uh i still remember to say um he's like he goes oh you like to play that pussy fun core shit and that's <laughs> verbatim. Okay. and i was just like oh i was like yeah i do and i was like you know what i'm gonna use that that's gonna be mine for now on that's exactly what we are we're fun core we're not we're not like hardcore or any of that and so Ever since then, and uh, at the time, I want to say like it was bad to label yourself as music, like yeah, like to call yourself a punk rock band or to call yourself a blah 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 band or whatever. So it made it even cooler to say like, okay, well, we are not even a genre; we made our own genre, and it's called fun for. And so yeah. um, it kind of went with that. 
I'm sure the guy who like said it, you know, and uh, I know I, I still happen to know him and we still kind of talk, but I'm sure at the time he was just like, Hey man, that guy just stole the word that like I called him and made fun of him for. <laughs> and I'm like, he's actually using it for the rest of the stuff. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, I mean, it kind of spun off of that. And that was like the main, the main thing that happened or came out of that. Um, but that's the story behind it. That's really exactly what happened. It's the, the, the guy pointed out that we were like, what's the fun core uh, shit. And according to that, I was just like, you know what? I'm going to use that. I like that. That's like, that's something that I can like spin off of. And it just kind of turned into this thing. And, um, yeah. uh, you know, um, I've always been the, the guy that likes like the underground stuff. That's like, okay, nobody's heard of this and mm-hmm. nobody's, and every once in a while you see it and you're like, what is that? You know, I'm being free. And so I always thought like, that's like the cool like thing to do. And so, Aaron, you know me. Uh, I try to stay incognito as much <laughs> as possible, and like I don't announce what show I'm going to do. I don't tell you where I'm going to be at. Yeah, and so I it's know. actually like one week or two weeks before <laughs> I'm like, hey, surprise! I'm going to be here. I got some stuff coming out. Here's all the new stuff. You got to be there. And if it sells out, I'm sorry, but you know this is what you're going to have to do to get it. But uh, uh, the whole thing behind that is the whole punk rock uh, mantra is basically like the underground stuff that you see that, you know, only you and a few other people know about. And then like, um, more than anything, like, um, I have this thing about like not wanting to be online to sell all my stuff online with the intent to do that. Um, like you can't have easy access to the stuff that I have, but the people who actually like have known me and like have like met me at conventions, like my whole intention is to give them an experience, basically something that you can't actually get anywhere else. And so that's the reason why I do it that way. It's like, it's not with the intention of like, I just want to like screw people over to not do a show. It's like more of like, no, I want you to like to actually have that experience and be like, you can only get this when you see this guy here. You can only mm-hmm. like, you have to be here to, in order to get this stuff. And so like that whole buildup, I think is what's kind of like, what's driven that whole like quote unquote fun core up until where we're at right now with like Ramos and that whole like mm-hmm. brand or whatever. So that's the stem off. I don't know if I answered your question or not, Aaron, but that's kind of like where all that stuff started and how we came about. Uh, well, well, that, more. You, you more than answered that. And and like I say, when, you can't not see you at a show. You've got like a 15 <laughs> foot optimist with your name across of him. And, and it's, it's gotten to the point now that when I go to a convention, I look, I'm like, okay, is he here? Because I know he's not going to say anything. I'm pretty sure you said that when we walked into the Alamo City. You're like, yeah. is he here? You're like, look, look for the big Transformer banner. I'm like, oh, Transformers. Oh, <laughs> no, but no, I'm pretty sure he was like, yeah, look for the Transformer banner. And then, of course, you saw it before I did. Uh, a yeah. quick side note, because I am the funny guy, or I like, to, I like to think I am. I was really hoping the guy that you said, oh, that pussy fun core shit, I was in my in the, the scenario my head was he was in a support group of the guy who got the ink on his shirt. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so how'd you end up here, uh, Alan? And let me tell you, man, I'll start with this pussy fun core shit. Yeah, how'd like, you get here, man? Ink on my shirt. How'd you it was get here, downhill man? from there. It was downhill from there. Goddamn venom figure. <laughs> Aaron's driving no, by his Mercedes throwing venom figures at the guy on the corner. <laughs> Pick that asshole. <laughs> no plan. Anyway, so I always felt like I don't know, like um, Funcore itself was just like its own thing, and 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 uh, again, I I spinned off of that, but it you know it went to old school eighty five, and then from old school eighty five, we finally just I finally decided like just to brand myself as an artist, and mm-hmm. I I just felt that that was probably the easiest thing people were going to remember, and it, and it seems that way now, um, 
just because I hear like, oh, is Ramos here? Is Ramos here? Uh, that's kind of like the thing that like, hey, is is do you know do you know where Ramos Booth is at? Where's Ramos going to be? So like, I thought that that was like the inevitable, like basically like brand that name um, mm-hmm. and brand brand that basically under what I'm doing now. And so like, obviously, I'm doing that Ramos Mecca right now, um, which is the most recent thing. But like, I I eventually would like to um, pass it on to my kiddos. So like, I, when my time is up. Mm-hmm. I want them to like carry that on. So I'm hoping that okay. they can push that because in all honesty, I have my daughter now who's doing animation work. Um, mm-hmm. She's only 11 and I got my son who's doing like full production games, like board games and stuff like that mm-hmm. all on his own. That's and awesome. so I know that if they work together, there's going to be like some really good spin off there that they're going to do like really well at. So I'm hoping that they can carry that on and 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 continue forward with that brand and and make it something that's, you know, even bigger than what it is now. And so I, I think that's kind of cool. So that's my intention, like overarching goal uh, for them and, and for myself. And so that's kind of what I'm going to like hope to do so that I can start building something that's like worth doing i guess and of course also uh more than anything hopefully you know fans are like appreciating the work that goes into that stuff for true and and i have met your kids before and i think it was the 20 either 2018 or no 2019 comicpalooza i went by your gigantic booth you weren't there (laughs) your kids were there your kids were there and i walk up and i think it was i think it was your daughter she goes what do you want to buy and I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, um, where, uh, and I look at her, I'm like, okay, um, uh, uh, where's Juan at? And she goes, oh, he, he went away, uh, but he'll be back. You can wait over there. And she pointed to the side. Cool. It's so right. funny because like, I don't know what they, what, what they were thinking, but obviously like, if you come to my booth and you yeah. actually like meet me. I'll never ask you like, what are you gonna buy? <laughs> so when she told me that, she actually told me that, and I was like, no, mama, like you don't tell, you don't tell any potential client what do you want to buy. You just saw something simple. Check out my stuff. Like, hey, if you have an interest in something, let me know. That's the extent of my pitch. And if they want something cool, and if they don't, that's okay. Don't yeah. worry. You know, things happen the way they're meant to be. They're, they're meant to be, and we'll just kind of go from there. But yeah, she did tell me that, and so it's funny that you say that because I was like. I remember that because I did have a conversation like, oh, yes. so, but yeah, no, for sure. I, I have no, what do you want? What do you want? Yeah, exactly. I, I, I honestly don't like anybody who does that to me. So it's more like, no, I mean, like, I always feel like, Hey, um, you want to talk shop? I will talk to you forever. When we're at a booth, you want to talk, uh, you want to get like, you know, you want to get something from me or like you, you, there's a limited thing that you need. Uh-huh. If it's there, you can have it. Um, if you want to just kind of just uh, just hang out, just hang out, then let's <laughs> hang out. I'm, I'm about all of those things. So yeah. For me, it's all about like the experience and if it's something you want to do. Let's do it. I'm in. And, uh, <laughs> so now if you catch me with something I don't know, then I'm just like, well, then you need to tell me. I want to hear all this stuff. But if you want to talk shop, if you want to talk like advice, yeah. you business or you want to talk uh comics you want to talk transformers let's do it uh, yeah. whatever it is i'm in <laughs> I, I just thought it was funny that she, that she already had her sales pitch going down and then i waited i waited for like five minutes and you finally came back and uh i forget the person who's watching your booth you're like that guy's got transformers over there 
And he kept pointing <laughs> off to the side. He's at Transformers. <laughs> and, you're, and you're like waiting to go back. And, you're like, and you look over and go, oh, hey, man, what's up? Uh, I had to go get food. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, so that's, that's very, very true. And like, I kid you not, like when I do shows, I'm like, where are the Transformers? Because I'm going to want to get something. And as soon as they are in there, it's like, okay, I'll be back. I got to go. I got to go. <laughs> but, uh, it's one of the beauties of being an artist, man. When you do the show, you is. get on the floor first. You're like, okay, let me get my shit set up so I can go get some stuff where everybody else gets here. Well, yeah, and that's the other thing, too. I learned uh, after a while. I was like, man, I should just kind of like, come early, kind of scope out my spots, and then be like, okay, when I get a good break, I'm going to come to this spot. Yeah. Because that's yeah. what I want. Uh, there's something right there that I want. So I'm going to be that guy for sure. Well, that's how it is. Uh, I know uh, when I do toy shows, I, I've been selling at toy shows uh, recently, and I take my daughter Gwen with me, and okay. I had to kind of train her what customer service is, because <laughs> when we did when we did our first toy show, she was like, she, like she was like, okay, what do I do? I said, okay, Gwen, if you see somebody, ask them how they're doing, ask them if they want to look at something. So, Gwen. Being at the time, she thinks she was eight at the time, being the eight year old that she is, she would go, she looked at someone, she goes, What do you want to look at? <laughs> and, and it's just the, the oh person was God. like, I'm just walking by. I'm just walking. What do you want to look at? That's so close to like, hey, what are you looking at? <laughs> yeah. Hey, what are you doing? What are you doing there? What, 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 what do you want to look at? Who sent you? So what so what I got her to do is that I have like I have this box of like buttons. And uh, keychains that I've gotten like throughout years of going to conventions, I've got all this free just crap, you know, stuff. free tattoos, buttons, stickers, all this stuff I've I've collected over the years of going to conventions. So mm -hmm. I told her I said, if I make a sale, offer somebody uh, something free from this box. Here's a box. Yeah. Offer somebody free from something like that. Okay, Gwen hears that. She hears that. I make a sale on something. Guy starts walking off. Gwen goes, "Hey, come back here." What do you want something? You want, you want, she's like, and she goes, "You want a free sticker?" And they're like, "What?" I'm like, "Yeah, you bought something, you get a free sticker or pen or whatever. It's it's fine." That's and, great. And here's Gwen. Yeah, you only get one. You're not greedy. <laughs> oh my god, that's awesome. I'm like, Gwen, Gwen, okay, okay, come, we gotta talk. We gotta talk. Wow. That's okay. It's okay. It's a learning process. It's a learning. Yeah, process. it's a learning process. But this is her you know, eight you know, at her first show. You know what's better is like when you see adults do this and you're just like, oh my God, you got to grow up a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> you got some growing yeah. to do. I hope I get a chance to at least have a five minute conversation telling you, like, hey, this is customer service and this is you trying to like be the used car salesman at a Comic Con. It's not going to work. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, but yeah, I, I hear you 100%. Yeah, it's a new process for sure. We got to teach them young. And uh, I, I think it's funny because, I mean, they have to develop their their own way of getting there, but I also feel like, hey, we got to kind of guide them as we go. <laughs> and and, mm -hmm. and like I've taken her, she's been at I think three or four of the shows that I've done, and okay. and she she's had she's and I have to I have to remind myself I can't say too much in front of her because she'll repeat it. Like like <laughs> at the, at the, like at the last toy show, me and Chris were both at. We're we're across the hall from each other, and I remember I was talking to Chris. I was like, hey, I'm hoping to get I'm, I'm hoping to get this amount for this Lego set. I don't really want any cheapskates. I shouldn't have said that in front oh, no. of Gwen. I shouldn't have <laughs> said that in front of Gwen. Because somebody comes up, they're looking at the Lego, and I'm having my back turned because I'm packing my backpack. I'm getting stuff out of my backpack. And Gwen goes, oh, that's pretty cool. My daddy hopes that you're not a cheapskate that wants to buy it. 
<laughs> and I'm like, Gwen, no. Oh. Fantastic. That's the thing. That's the thing. That's the thing. We're learning moments, learning moments, Aaron. It's all right. No worries. No worries. We'll get like, you can't say that. You can't. We'll when it probably is, but you can't say that. <laughs> the guy walks away. He's like, I am a cheapskate. <laughs> well, he quickly put it down and walked off. <laughs> He he's, he's the guy hanging out with the fun core dude and the other guy with the venom at the same spot. <laughs> yeah, like, why did you rob this ATM? Because I feel like a cheapskate. This nine-year-old called me a cheapskate. Pass <laughs> 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 me the you, venom man. juice. Yeah, right. Out of the mouth of babes, man. It's, 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 it's uh, too good. Uh, you yeah, can't write stuff like that. It's kids. Oh, yeah. speaking of toys that squirt stuff out. Uh-huh. When I was a kid... When I was a kid, Sorry. I kid you not, uh -huh. I would get like, you know, you would get them and you dip them in water, like to get water, and then like, you know, you squirt it out. Yeah. Well, I was like, well, why don't we put Kool Aid in there and I get to drink it? <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's, that's ingenuity. Yeah, I guess we had a bunch of stained shirts and uh, trying to like figure out like hide them in the clothes so like <laughs> my mom went and find them all stained up like. <laughs> Kool-Aid stains on everything. It's like, oh, I better go hide this because it, it wasn't me. That's for sure. It was not me. You know, hey, uh, Juan, it's a good thing you learned to wash your own clothes early, buddy. <laughs> or, or if you can't get the stain out, they're, they're tie-dye now. They're, they're officially tie-dye. <laughs> right? Exactly. Like, you want to buy this one? You bought me this at Wins. <laughs> at Wins. Look at my – I just ruined my top dog shirt. What am I going to do now? <laughs> top dog. <laughs> it's your baller shirt. <laughs> my, my Jimmy Z shirt. That's how I gotta Jimmy have this Mossimo shirt I can put on. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you gotta be rocking the Bugle Boy over there. There right? you go. Exactly. <laughs> my oh, Yaga exactly. pullover. Okay. So, okay. So, okay. So here's another. Here's another. Here's another question. Speaking of '90s and skateboarding, are okay. you a van? Are you a Vans guy or Airwalk guy? Um, at the beginning, I was an Airwalk guy because that's all we could afford. Vans were kind of on the pricey end, so I could buy yeah. Airwalks at the cheap end. Uh -huh. But uh, nowadays, I'm a Vans guy like almost all the time. Um, the only time I probably won't wear Vans is when I'm wearing like some like comfy Nikes that I'm gonna wear like all day shoes. But I just yeah. found some really cool like Vans that I can wear all day now, and I kind of want to wear those all the time. Only bad part is the ones that I get now. They're like pricey but they like rip apart really easy yeah and they're super comfy but uh they don't last long and so i'm just like well if i'm gonna drop 100 bucks on some shoes i better take care of them and mm -hmm. mr almost doesn't take care of his shoes very well so uh <laughs> they rip up pretty quick pretty fast i mean man you need to quit so. using that exposure to pay for your shoes once. <laughs> <laughs> hey i Seriously. just got I just got some new shoes. I'm I'm getting I'm getting to the age where you know up my back where I'm like five years old again where I don't want to tie my shoes anymore. So now I'm getting those laceless shoes that are Hell comfortable. Yeah, the Velcro? No, no, Velcro? just straight up straps. Just straight up oh, straps. The straps. Oh, I gotcha, I gotcha. Hold on a second. Can we talk about Crocs for a minute though? <laughs> I mean, really. My wife, uh, my wife got a pair of Sorcerer Mickey exclusive Walt Disney. Crocs, and I was like, those are cool looking, but I'll never ever wear those god awful, clod hopper looking, <laughs> dumbass looking shoes. But fast forward to like a couple of weeks ago, uh, when I was working at Bedrock, um, the manager was like a big firm believer. And look, here they are. Here's the Crocs in, in, in question for you guys. Ooh. I know, aren't those baller though? Yeah, that's pretty cool. I, I got the, I dig the moon and the stars. I would never yeah. wear Crocs, but yeah. But um, 
free comic book day was coming up and, and I, and you know, I'm 40 and I'm old and my, my feet hurt all the time. And I hate standing up all the goddamn time. And he's like, Hey man, like I got an extra pair of Crocs, you know, make sure you wear socks with them or whatever. But like, you can borrow these for free comic book day. And so like, I was like, uh, okay, man, sure. I'll try anything. I'm 40 now. Let's do it. And so <laughs> that's my, that's my, that's my shtick this year. That's my gimmick. Um, that's so, a gimmick. That's my gimmick this year. I'm 40, so everything's new. Um, I slid, I slid on these teal. He just gave them to me. I have a pair of teal Crocs. And I was just like, oh. <laughs> they were so good, dude. I was like, I was like walking on sunshine. Oh. And then she got, yeah. And this, then we found a black pair of Crocs for five dollars at Goodwill. We cleaned them, of course. But look. <laughs> There you Shit, go. Shit's just like some nice okay, used no. tires at uh, Discount Tire. <laughs> anyway. Sponsored by Goodyear. Sponsored by Goodyear. There you go. Hey, man, if it's something and you like it, man, you might as well do it, right? Yeah. Dude, I, that's, that's, the, that's, the, that's the stick now, man. I, I don't, I, I, I'm quick caring about how I look. I don't care. I, I have aged out of fashion. I have aged out of concern for it. I don't give a shit. I don't care about being cool. I know I'm not cool anymore. I've, I'm, I've made peace with that, and that's okay. That, that's that's why I quit shaving because I, I just quit caring. And then the then then when Target got rid of the Harry's uh, subscription, I'm like, okay, I'm 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 done shaving for now. I'm done. Who, who's got time for it, man? You yeah, know what I mean, I I, I I just quit doing. It. I'm like, I'm done. I'm gonna be a, I'm gonna be a hobo. I gotta, I gotta draw a picture of people's cocker spaniels as superheroes. I ain't got time to shave my face. <laughs> I, I gotta make crappy band logos. So crappy uh, band <laughs> logos. Uh, so yeah, I, yeah, but yeah, like going back and you know shoes with no laces. That like I got my those new Adidas. They're so comfortable. It's like <laughs> it's like walking on pillows that can take you know the, the epitomes Ooh. of you know heavy flat-footed people and make them comfortable <laughs> and just so comfortable. No, no, no laces. I'm at the point where I just hate laces now. So <laughs> I have those and th those work great, but I'm old. So <laughs> Aaron meets somebody named Lacey. He's like, I hate you too, Lacey. Lacey. <laughs> hate you too. Uh, <laughs> so, oh yeah, not good. But um, I just want to say thanks, Juan, for coming on. We're, we're kind of hitting yeah. the two hour mark. So I want okay. to thank you for coming on. I, I had a blast talking to you and everything. <laughs> Same, uh, man. Ha happy to be here. Happy to talk. Happy to have this conversation. I think it was fun. And, I got to share my transformer story. And, <laughs> exactly. uh, Chris, I am so sorry. It says Richard on your thing, so that's why I said Richard earlier. So I apologize. Oh, no, no, it's okay. <laughs> Look, I have, I have, I'm the man of many names, my friend. Okay. Uh, it's Richard. The, the, today I'm Richard Trickle Jr. You can just call me Dick Trickle Jr. It's fine. <laughs> I'm I cool with you. it. Yeah, when I saw that, I was like, "Wait a minute!" And then I read this last time, I was like, "Okay, this is a joke." <laughs> I mean, it's yeah, yeah. It's uh, you know, Richard Trickle Jr. or Dick Trickle Jr. or uh, Little Dick for short. You know what I mean, uh, however you want to go about it. Tricky, <laughs> gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. A, a little, yeah, old tricky, a trick Dickster. Uh, anyway, um, what am I looking at here? What is this? Redeem but, the nuts. Okay. Oh, these nuts. Oh, sorry. Anyway, I'm sorry. My wife was yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay, so okay, so like I was saying, Juan, thanks for coming on. Do you have anything that you want to plug <laughs> where people can find you on the internet, on social media? Where can they find you? Plug away mm. your, your stuff. Um, or is okay. So I only have one plug, and that's going to be the Art by Ramos Facebook. Um, and of course, you know, if you want to be my friend, um, more than happy to 
just get me at uh, Juan Carlos Ramos. But uh, if you want to buy stuff or you want to like um, hang out or you want to like uh, have an experience, um, I have to say you'll have to catch me at a show because that's about the extent of where you're going to get whatever you need, I guess, from that end. Um, and that's about it. I don't really have anywhere you can like go. Oh, uh, I guess uh, if you want to buy some merchandise that is actually like readily available, um, I am working with uh, USS Lexington, so they are uh, exclusively selling a lot of Blue Ghost product that we both are partnering with uh, for for them for the USS Lexington. So if you want to get something there, I think that would be like the ideal place to get uh, merchandise that does not require you to be at a show with me. <laughs> so, unfortunately, um, I, I say unfortunately because we don't get that experience. But I mean, if you want, if you absolutely have to get some stuff, that's the ideal place to get like Blue Ghost merchandise because uh, they are exclusively selling yes. that. Word. Um, and I'm more than happy to be working with them because I think it's an awesome, awesome partnership. Uh, but uh, yeah, so there's that. And then of course, uh, Art by Ramos on Facebook will get you all the hints and the sneak peeks and hopefully an official uh, announcement of where I'm going to be at. And um, I don't have anything planned um, except for one. And I can't give that one away, but let's just say it's going to be around October. And then I don't think I have one till like the end of the year. So if you don't catch me at the October one, uh, I probably won't start shows until the following year. So I, that's the only one I've committed to. Um, I did have to kind of like not cancel, but I did have to like turn down a lot of shows, obviously with what's going on right now and, mm -hmm. and just, just bad timing. And honestly, um, I was trying to just get my, my career together, um, with what I was doing on the, on the side. So, uh, yeah, I don't know if I said, uh, I said what you needed, but yeah, <laughs> by Ramos on Facebook, uh, US is Lexington for the blue ghost stuff. And I think that's pretty much it. I don't really have much, uh, going on as far as that goes. Uh, <laughs> but there's a lot of stuff in the works. I'll say that. There's a lot uh, of stuff in the works. Yeah. Uh, I, I hope that there's that, like you have some kind of Gundam prints coming down the line eventually. Hopefully. Um, I've been, I've been hounded for, for some of those. So I'm definitely gonna, I'm definitely gonna put my, uh, my take on, on Gundam eventually. So yes. Okay. So to, to please that little sneak peek, I'll go ahead and plug in that. Yeah. Gundam is on my list. Um, I want to give you everybody a heads up that I am uh, very, very, um, how can I say this? I lean towards uh, the Death Scythe Gundam. So okay, so Gundam Wing. The Gundam Wing. Yeah, so okay. I, like, I like Death Scythe. Um, that's just me. So okay. hopefully that'll be my first one uh, out the door, and then we'll kind of go from there. I think I think you'll I think you'll knock that one out of the park. I've seen you draw Batman, <laughs> and if Batman was a Gundam, he'd be Dead Sight. So, exactly, exactly. Thank you, thank you. I so agree. I, I can kind of see that transition. Uh, my favorite Gundam is always the RX seventy eight number two. The the, okay. the, the, the the grandpa, the grandpa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, my daughter Gwen, she's she's a fan of uh, Burning Gundam, the uh, Doraemon, his Gundam okay. with, the, with the flaming hand. That's, a, that's Chris knows exactly what you're talking about, right, Chris? Oh yeah, I love I love Gundam Taco as well. Uh, oh come on, Chris, you marked out for the Gundam in a Ready Player One. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I like movie. I like movie. <laughs> That's the extent of his knowledge for Gundam. Actually, mine is actually very limited too. So 
Shin Mushu is another one that I like. I don't okay. know if that's the right term, but I, I like that because I like the samurai stuff. Yeah. Uh, so that's more of that's that's the actual one that's sitting in my closet too. By the Shin way. Mushu. Yeah. So he's nice. gonna be built at some point, and uh, <laughs> and guess what colors is he gonna be converted to? Black for Batman. So <laughs> black and red. So yeah. So uh, I saw this really cool custom one, Shin Mushu, and I'm like, okay, I want to paint mine like that. So that's kind of that's kind of my thing on that one. You're not going uh, to custom either. Uh, you're not going to custom to like a Fing Fang Foom or a Shinron. Mm, uh, you got me thinking. So maybe <laughs> we'll see how it goes. <laughs> we'll see. Okay. Do, do like Turbo Man from uh, Turbo from, Man uh, all the way. <laughs> Turbo, Turbo Man <laughs> with a Turbo Man Gundam. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> wow. For my son for Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> Well, again, again, Juan, thank you again for coming on. I yeah. had a great time talking with you. Yeah, uh, me too. Same here. It, it was great to kind of catch up because yeah, we man. didn't get to see each other really for the last two years because of what's going on in the world. So right. No conventions, none of that. So this has been a lot of fun. So thank you. again, thank you for coming on. Yeah, uh, it's a pleasure, man. Like I said, we met barely in passing at uh, at Alamo City, and I've, you and I have done a lot of the same shows. Uh, okay. But we've never just, you know. We're just two cars passing in the night. So we really had a chance to talk to one another. You so. mean a portion of jet passing? Well, now that now we have this conversation, when we do a show, we got to hang out. Now we got to <laughs> right, man. We'll, we'll talk out. about Transformers. We'll talk, yeah, your favorite thing. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. We'll we'll talk car, car, zoom, and plane, go, yeah. I'm a He-Man and G.I. Joe guy, so we can definitely talk He-Man and G.I. Joe for sure. And, and for the record, like, I, I, I don't... I, it's not that I hate Transformers. It's that I'm just, like... Uh, blissfully ignorant to all the transformers as far as like unless i can look it up and buy it from somebody and sell it in the store that's about my all i heard chris say was i don't really hate transformers but i really hate transformers and so i'll sell them <laughs> hey man the dollar dollar bill sir a dollar's a dollar right that's right uh, there's a market for everything so everyone if you've made it this far give yourself a pat on the bat thank Word. you for listening sticking around uh it's been a lot of fun uh, until next time, uh, this has been Aaron. This is uh, Richard Trickle Jr., a.k.a. Chris Foreman, a.k.a. Um, Mr. What's that? That that road bitch? That driving bitch? I apologize to anybody. A whole bunch of names. It's a whole bunch of names. He's got yeah. a whole bunch of names. Half of them aren't even good. So oh, until next time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So until next time, remember, oh, oh, always unfollow, never unfriend. You probably thought that was the end of the episode. Well, it's not. I wanted to take this time and opportunity to talk about something that I don't think Chris or our guest Juan um, had an insight on or had anything connected to. And that would have to deal with uh, a good friend of mine, uh, Shannon Sproul, but to all you wrestling fans... Daphne. A tragedy happened where she didn't get the help that she needed in time. And sadly, she took her own life. 
I have known Daphne for over a decade, uh, and it, it's not easy to talk about. It's not easy to even imagine what she was going through. Uh, she was a good friend, and it's sad. It really is for me. I just want to say, if you're dealing with anything, if you feel that the world is, is out to get you, if the, if you feel that you're not winning in life or you're on a losing end on a daily basis, please reach out and talk to someone. It doesn't have to be anybody that you know. It could be a stranger through the hotlines. Find a hotline. Find something and talk to somebody to get through it. Life is short already. Yours doesn't have to be any kind, any shorter don't do that. And I wanted to end and honor Daphne uh, with the way that, you know, a story that I met her, how, like how I met her, how we became friends. Because it's something that you wouldn't, that people wouldn't expect. And this starts off with me attending a convention back in 2006. This was uh, in Dallas, that was rural Texas. And, you know, I, I, I drove up with, I believe, my stepbrother at the time, and we were going to meet a friend there. Uh, my wife, Jen, or, you know, at the time, you know, girlfriend slash fiance, was going to meet us up the next day. So the story is me and my stepbrother leave at super early in the morning. We left like around <clears throat> 5 a.m. in the morning to head to Dallas from Houston to go to this convention. So uh, I'm dead tired, but I'm like hopped up on Monster Energy Drink and I think a Mountain Dew to get us there. And we get there in time to check in and quickly rush over to the uh, convention center in Dallas and wait in line to get into the vendor hall. And we get in there. Uh, my stepbrother takes off because he sees an anime booth that he wants to attend and since he's, you know, 13, I let him do it by himself as I kind of walk down the aisle. And if you've ever been to one of those early comic conventions, they, they really look like a flea market for nerds. You know, just tables and booths of just nerdy comic book stuff everywhere. During this time, <clears throat> wrestling and comics and wrestling and nerddom weren't really overlapping. You, If you found anything wrestling at a convention, it was probably one wrestler doing autograph signing, if even that. Virgil, maybe someone else like Million Dollar Man, IRS, or even uh, uh, Hacksaw Jim Duggan, or something like that. But you never really saw wrestling merch there. So as I'm walking down the, the aisles, I see a booth completely filled with just wrestling stuff. I see the Cena belt, because this is like 2005. So the Cena belt, the spinner belt's there. There's a banner with shirts, there's uh, buttons, there's pins, DVDs, VHS tapes, figures, everything. And this kind of blows my mind because I'm like, holy crap, this is a wrestling booth. This is awesome. So I go in, I'm looking around, and I notice that this is, the, this is a high spots booth because I see the, the, the high spots sign finally behind uh, some VHS t- a stack of VHS tapes. So I'm like, great. I shop from high spots quite a bit. I know their stuff. I'm looking around, I look up and I see a Daphne shirt. And 
I know the person who's running the booth is right next to me. And I, and I look around and say, hey, without even looking at this person, I say, you know, how much is the Daphne shirt? And the person speaks up and says, hi. I'm like, okay, hello. How much is the Daphne shirt? And the person again says, hi. And I kind of, you know, stop and like kind of sarcastically say hello back. And I repeat myself again saying, how much is the Daphne shirt? And finally, the person said, that's me. And I turn and look and there is a woman with bright, with a bright orange wig and wearing what could be considered like carnival barker type jacket with uh, the coattails, with the tails that are coming out. Didn't look like Daphne to me. But as I'm looking and I'm, and I'm giving her the, the eyes like Fry does in Futurama, that gift that's going around, I give her that kind of eye, you know, where I'm like, really, like, is it really? And it is. Um, I said, hi, you know, I'm like, wow, I completely baffled. Uh, I buy the shirt because it's the last one she has. And it was actually a size bigger than what I, what I could fit at the time. And we start talking. Because she says, like, this, I know this is a comic book convention. I'm a wrestler. I'm not going to get any kind of uh, business. You know, she she wasn't expecting to get business. And so we did a picture. So if you see the picture and I look like I'm walking death, it's because I was up at, like, 4.30 that morning to make the drive to Dallas. Uh, we did the picture. We talked. Uh, I explained, you know, a fan. I, we started talking wrestling, you know, favorite matches, favorite wrestlers of the 80s and 90s, uh, who she watched, who she was trained by, all that stuff. The conversation probably lasts like a good hour. <clears throat> uh, and as we're talking, I'd say, yeah, I'm going to art school. I'm doing this. You know, I, I, I'm, my, my specialty is I want to design shirts, but also I'd like doing logos too. And she had made the comment that, She's in the market to look for someone to redesign a logo to redesign her own brand because she's, she's doing something different. She told me what she wanted. I'm like, okay, cool. You know, I'll think of something and I'll get back with you later. And I think in her mind, she was like, yeah, stupid Mark, whatever. So I, I finished the rest of the convention day, finish up, I go back to the hotel room and I draw that night. Just start drawing sketches, logos of, of what she wanted. Next morning, I mean, you know, by this time I have to go pick up my wife or Jen at the bus stop at 5 a.m. It's always early, always late sleeping, always rising early. I go pick her up. I explain to her what happened, what I'm doing, and the drawings and everything. I grab my stepbrother. We go back to the convention uh, to wait to open up. It opens up. I make a beeline for her booth again. And I show her my drawings and she's kind of blown back that I came up with these quickly. So she took the sheet of paper. She says she liked them. She says she's going to take them back and study them. And she wanted me to write my number on the back of the paper. That way she can contact me later. And at this time I'm thinking, yeah, she's, I'm never going to hear from her again. She's going to get somebody better. She's going to get, you know, that's it. Um, six weeks go by and I get a phone call from Daph. And I, and I always remember this, her greeting, because it's how she always greeted I me in the voice messages that she left and even through text. It's, you know, sorry, Aaron, hey, brother. Those three words every single time. Uh, and since then, 
we've just been friends. We would talk. She wished my kids happy birthday. She sent gifts. I sent gifts back to her for her birthday and other things. We would talk. There are times I would kind of calm her down when she was going through some rough patches. She was just a good person. And it's sad to, to hear what happened. And I wanted to take this kind of opportunity to um, talk about and kind of give a tribute to Daph, to Shannon. Um, you're going to be missed. Thank you for what you've done in my life and everybody else's life. And I just want to say thanks. This has been a Cross the Streams Media Podcast.